Michael, Michael, Michael. <laughs> Let me break it down for you. We're going to do the clap thing. Right. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Every Western Show. <laughs> You're on the wrong side, John. How'd you get over there? Uh, we have uh, Con Air over there working the uh, the Snoke machine today. Who you calling, Pinhead? Connor's a... Or, wait, no. Dang it. I called you Tanner. Tanner now Con. I called Tanner Connor. Uh, Tanner's a, he doing, doing a few solo gigs. Staying over at Jim's. Probably woke up early, watched The Mandalorian. Hell yeah. He's playing grandpa's guitars. Yep, mm-hmm. playing grandpa's guitars and, you know, doing his best to... You know, Captain's is probably the best anti-COVID venue you could play. Because they literally got you out in that little, like, anti-chamber. You mean like how the stage is set up? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty... I mean, about, didn't think about that till right now. Yeah, it's uh, they were ahead of their time, you know. So, so yeah, so if you're in Kansas City and you want to go see Tanner, you already missed him. So is he playing again tonight? Uh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Yeah. So this is still, he ever coming home? No. <laughs> <laughs> and you will still. Uh, by the time you hear this, it'll still be over, so you still missed out. Oh so. yeah. Sucks to be you. <laughs> Heard it went really well. Stephanie Lynn stopped by. I saw that. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, awesome. and she was up. She was playing some songs up there. Awesome. Yeah. So, hi, Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. So, do you want to uh, talk about some spoilers? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, spoiler alert. Uh, if you haven't seen the new episode of Mandalorian by the time this comes out, which will probably come out like we're way ahead. Who knows? Yeah. But so, episode seven. If you haven't seen it now, is it seven? Yeah. Okay. Ne- next one's Episode last seven. one. All I gotta say is seismic charge. <laughs> this is why I hate flying. I'm sorry, did I peek that, Connor? Probably just <laughs> not watching what he's doing. It's fine. <laughs> so can I just say I bought this tobacco at the gas station mm-hmm. for my pipe and it came with rolling papers. Oh. So I've never done this before. So watch me fail. All right. <laughs> so what, what kind of, what, what, what do you got over there? Um, this is Bugler. Bugler. The lady at the gas station said, uh, we have something else, which I didn't know what it was, and Bugler. And she said, this is the cheap stuff. And I was like, mm. cool. Let's go for the, the shit cricker. Is it, is it, uh, is it moist? Or is it drier than a popcorn fart? <laughs> I don't know. Listen to it. Ooh. <laughs> It's hi-fi. <laughs> um, I would always get the the pipe tobacco at uh, Smoke and Joe's and back in Iowa. And um, ooh, that'd be a good segue. Anyway, uh, and it was always like, well, there's your problem. Sawdust. Your makers are too. Your makings are too dry. <laughs> sawdust. Have you ever just smoked sawdust? I mean, inevitably, probably, not intentionally. Oh, I'm supposed to lick this, aren't I? I don't know. Thanks for the cigarette, baby doll. Not to bring How up. How old are you? <laughs> not to bring up bad memories, but I don't think we talk about segues with Michael. Segues? Oh, yeah. Oh. You can pull that mic a little closer to yourself. Hey, I'm sorry. I forgot what you're talking about. I had a head injury recently, so I don't recall. <laughs> so we have. Uh, turns out that I am. Least likely to be uh, 
I don't have very good balance. I'm really long. Mm-hmm. Turns out I'm really good at hoverboards. Yeah. And uh, Connor had a Segway? hoverboard Ooh. in his um, parents' basement. And I was slaying it. I decided to give Michael a try at it. And yeah. literally fell off. Lasted like inst- all about. Instantly. And I thought it was really funny because I didn't see him hit his head. But it was bad. <laughs> like he was out. Yeah, th- there was a moment of, of blackness. Yeah, we hit the ground hard. My mom's still traumatized. Yeah, it was bad. My wife... Uh, My laugh. Sorry. <laughs> My laugh. <laughs> she was like uh, Facebook messaging a an ER nurse like, okay, here's the science. What's going on? And um, so then my wife just like woke me up every hour or two hours every, all night yeah, just to make sure that I wasn't like having seizures or something. I went upstairs to get a beer and... I, uh, Becky was up there and I said, um, so think he's going to be okay. And she's like, ah, yeah, yeah, he's gonna be fine. Uh-huh. And she's like on her phone. I'm like, okay. Uh, I don't so think this is that? Elon. It, <laughs> Look like Cheech. <laughs> I. It, well, it just came apart, so it actually tastes really good. Yeah, but uh, maybe you should put it in a pipe. Ma- yeah, maybe I should get put it out of the pipe s- and smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. I'm gonna, I'm, I don't know how to do this. I don't know. I've, I've never. You know, yeah, I've actually only ever. We were homeschooled. Another good segue. Let's let's take that segue. <laughs> let's take that segue. You want to start us out? Sure. So I was born. Okay, poor maybe black not, man. Maybe not no. that. Okay. No. <laughs> That's from The Jerk, right? Uh, that was Kyle Bailey's favorite movie. Oh, The Jerk. Um, oh, yeah. You okay. can have any prize you want as long as it's in between here <laughs> and here. I have a special purpose. Uh, so I was born and I had a special purpose. I don't think Connor's seen The Jerk. Dude, things are going to start happening <laughs> I was born in Monmouth, Illinois. No, that was White Earp. That was both of us, John. We were both born in Monmouth, Illinois. He went on to the OK Corral in an esteemed law uh, career, and I'm here with you. Wow. But I'm glad things worked out. (laughs) I just hope you don't die of tuberculosis. Got the TB. (laughs) So, uh, I was born. You're a good man, Arthur. (laughs) Oh, gosh. We continue our long tradition of never letting Michael finish the story. <laughs> Seriously, it's working. Um, I'll have to look up a YouTube video on how to do that. Um, I was homeschooled. My mom was a, a teacher, and so she's like, "Wow, public schools suck." Mm. Even though she's a teacher, she's pretty, you know. So and she would well, know. Yeah. So it's more of the influence of the other kids. My brother started acting really, you know, vagrant. So. Mm. She started homeschooling us, and uh, I couldn't. I was very hyperactive as a child, <laughs> so we lived in one of those houses where. Really, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly like yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. Oh well, like I think you met. I would have thought Adam would have been the, the speedy one. You know, it's, it, his nickname Speedy. Yeah, is ironic. Oh, the, oh, <laughs> because he was so like, hey. <laughs> Huh. He, he was Buckley, basically. Okay. Um, I can see your dad's junk. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was really hyperactive as a kid. 
you know, I just I'd be the guy that like walks up to a random stranger and be like, I like the color of your shirt. Oh, you were that. Where'd kid. you get it? And uh, so I would also. So when I learned my ABCs, we we lived in one of those houses that was like a circle, and then there was the staircase in the middle. You go up to the second floor. You know what I'm talking about? Like an old farmhouse. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. Bailey's house. Okay, yeah, but yeah. The yeah. staircase was in the middle. Uh huh. So I'd run all the way around the house, and I'd I'd tag my mom's hand and say, "Hey, run all the way around." run all the way around see you know so i would like my mom was wearing me out she like refused to put me on riddle she wasn't really like against medication or anything mm-hmm. but she's just like i think we just got to wear them out mm-hmm. so they just wore me out it worked it worked mm-hmm. yeah so by the time you met me i was just they like beat you i mean i mean i got that sp- usually works too i got spankings but like that was only for like doing bad things not mm-hmm. for like overacting you know mm-hmm. as like i mean like one one time i broke our big front bay window because i was being an idiot and my mom had asked me not to be an idiot and i was like i <clears throat> thanks mom but i'm going to be an idiot <laughs> in spite of that so you know um yeah so i would i would be really hyperactive and i would i would you know if you can't if you're listening on the podcast you won't see this but this is both of my wrists Oof, God and damn. um you know i would just do that when i get really excited you know and my parents were like you need to play drums and I was like, no, I want to play the DJ. And they're like, drums. So I started taking drum lessons. And I actually, we're going we're gonna to come back to, you know, we're going to reset because I want to hear where you came from because mm-hmm. I don't know who you are. But the day we met mm-hmm. was like the day after I got a drum set. Like literally the day after. Yeah, see, I didn't know that until a couple weeks ago. And it's... Uh... Meant to be, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's all been downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Who are you, John? What? Did you touch my drum set? <laughs> <laughs> so, so where are you from? Uh, I'm from Burlington, Iowa. About half an hour. From Maybe, Mama, maybe 45 yeah. minutes. I don't know who's famous is from Iowa, uh, from Burlington. Uh, John Green. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Edward Stone, maybe? James Madison? I don't know. Those are names of schools. I assume they were guys that were from Burlington. Uh, But yeah, I went to uh, private school for the first few years. And I, uh, halfway through my third grade year, uh, my mom decided to start homeschooling me because, actually just because the building we were in had so much mold that I was just like out every other week with a sinus infection. It was actually the same school my dad went to when it was a Catholic school. Oh, did I have mold then? Uh, probably. I, I do remember mm. walking into the, uh, it's a papal mold, like wandering into the <laughs> holy mold, <laughs> I, wandering into the, uh, furnace room once that was be behind the boys bathroom and, uh, just seeing all the asbestos hanging off the ceiling and uh, the janitor was in there, like, "Hey, what are you doing?" But anyway, yeah, it was an old building, so I I was homeschooled uh, from then on. And uh, you were like, "I'm trying as best as I can." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know. How, do, do I do I skip to the? There was a lot of boats. I remember that. Do I skip to the part where I met you? I don't know how interesting are these boats. I mean. I mean, we could do I a guess. whole podcast about boats. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of, well, I remember, 
I remember the boat times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I didn't, uh, I was lucky that I still had some friends around town. Um, unlike some homeschool kids, not, uh, not trying to say you didn't, but friend, what, what is this? <laughs> what is, what is this you speak of? Uh, but I, I, I guess I started, um, or how that, how, I guess you'll have to remind me how did, well, so how did so we that's, meet? That's a good segue into mm-hmm. a co-op. So oh, yeah. any of you folks who aren't homeschoolers, Connor, probably don't know what a co-op is, but you go to, you go to, you go to school and you see all your friends all the time from what I hear. Correct. So when you're homeschooled. Can you fact check that? Yeah. <laughs> Google, uh, Google that. Correct. <laughs> uh, you don't see any of your friends. So what? Then basically all your parents go, you know what, we should get together and have them like socially interact, um, which is actually very helpful. So, so yeah, you do that. You look at the kids who, um, a lot of homeschooler kids, for some reason, would put their socks on the outsides of their jeans. And <clears throat> what? You never saw those kids? That sounds, sounds like a, well, see, I think. That sounds like a good way to get your ass kicked. Well, I think that's why. <laughs> You know, I think that's why, because, like, my parents were pretty cool. They were like, yeah, we're going to go to church twice a week, but we're going to listen to ACDC on the way there and back. Okay. And we're going to go to the homeschooler co-op, but on the way back, we're going to, we're going to, you know, talk shit about all the kids that had the socks on the outsides of their jeans. So, you know. Oh, so, we were very much the same in that way, if, then. If you, yeah, and, and you know that if you do that. That we talk about people behind their backs. <laughs> No, but if well, no, continue because I want to know how the sock thing. Well, we were just told, you know, you don't do that. You get your ass kicked. You get your. If you want to go smoke weed, fine. You want to do that? No. Yeah, I'm just kidding. No, but yeah, that that's not cool. I, I wasn't cool. unaware of that. I I don't remember that. I, wait, I wasn't one of those kids, was I? <laughs> John, it's been a long time. I've been waiting to have this talk with. You. Oh my gosh, man! No, well, I so, deserved to have my ass kicked. I was so doing we, that. we were we were at uh, one of these homeschool co-ops mm-hmm. where we're all getting together. You know, just and where was this? Where, where, what, what location was that one at? Where we actually met? Do you I, remember? I don't remember where, but it was in Burlington. Okay, so it would or, have been at uh, the church on um, Har- Harrison, not Harrison. I um, I know the street. So this is big reveal. Michael, Michael, <laughs> I'm breaking down for you. <laughs> I actually don't remember the first time I met you. I I remember okay the the time we I had was talking about knives at Ryan's at that was at Ryan's No wait a minute was I the one that hit my head <laughs> Um so we met at the homeschool co-op okay and our mom like I remember my mom saying like hey my friend you know mm-hmm. you know okay okay get a friend okay we met and I remember you, you like, you kind of had your hands in your pocket. Oh my God. And I remember having black jeans that were too tight. You did. I was wearing them and they were too tight. I had an orange t-shirt on that uh-huh. was too tight. It was like one of my first times where I realized like I was starting to get a little chubby and I was, felt really uncomfortable about it. Mm-hmm. And you leaned over and you said, do you want to see my buck knife? But I probably said, do you want to see my buck knife? Because I just got braces, I think. Oh. So wait, what have I been? I wouldn't have had braces yet. I don't how, know. how old were you? I, I mean, I was 11 or 12. So I wouldn't, I don't know. Maybe I just had a slur. I just remembered the other day, actually, that, uh, did you guys know you used to stutter? No. Yeah, I did. 
I'd forgotten about that. Until you watched um, uh, The Last Jedi? <laughs> uh, no, until I was trying to tell Tanner something the other night and I couldn't get it out. Sorry. I was like, whoa, I forgot that used to be a thing. Anyway, uh, so really, if I'm being honest, the first time I really, I remember that I knew you, mm-hmm. but I remember an invitation to go to Harmony on Wednesday night. So you don't even remember meeting at Rosetta? I, I remember being in the kitchen at Rosetta. I, yeah, I, re- I mean, I remember you being, I, that, that's my first real, like. Okay, so you knew that we were around each other. Yes. Okay. Because I, I know that when your brother pulled up in his van in the alley, it wasn't weird that I was getting. <laughs> so right. Okay, set that up. Okay, yeah. So I was going to, I'd never been to this new church that Michael was going to whisk me off to and uh <laughs> drink the kool-aid john yeah. and uh i'm standing outside and i hear this racket coming down my alley and this gold was it kind of gold right yep yeah gold christ uh is it plymouth a chrysler it's one of those old vans it, it, you saw a lot of them that had the wood paneling on them this one didn't but this little dodge van um uh, just zooms up and slams on the brakes like in my view i'm just like and the and the side door uh slides open and i see adam in the front seat going come on come on go go, go, go. gotta go gotta go and then right about that time the white cloud of transmission smoke (laughs) arrives It's like we can't we can't sit still for too long because the transmission will overheat and it was obviously already overheating so anyway i got in this death trap (laughs) <laughs> and uh i remember the, one of the first things we started talking about was music and i said we and i i think i was into disturbed and queen i remember the queen part of that yeah and you were like i'm not really into that but you were polite about it ironically in hindsight you were the uh i mean we go ahead in, in hindsight i actually like fell in love with queen again like a year ago and i went the other way so, John, from what I understand is you were indeed down with the sickness? <laughs> I was, uh, yes. Actually, I didn't even know. See, I didn't have iTunes because I was, I was that weird kid that used, um, well, still, I mean, LimeWire. We always use LimeWire. LimeWire! I had a Zune, and uh, I used Microsoft Music Match to get my, so there wasn't like popular songs. It was just like you went through an artist's songs. And then just like, oh, that one sounds good. So all I had was like Stricken and uh, one other one. But I was like, I just listened to those on repeat. And I thought it was the heaviest shit ever. It was very heavy for that time. Well, I mean, up until then, the only heavy metal I'd ever heard was also on a church trip. Uh, some Thank little, you, Jesus. Yeah, amen. Some little emo kid in the back was like, hey, listen to this. I was like, oh, is this, is this drugs? Uh, and it was uh, System of a Down, Hypnotize, mm. and Rammstein in America. Oh. And those were the first two like heavy songs I ever heard. And I just remember System of a Down just being like, what is this? Like, I wasn't even yeah. sure if I liked it or not. It was just like, my ears had never. Yeah. It's cool, bud. Sorry. Like, what in so, the Armenian heck is this? I know. it. I mean, like... I, I think okay, okay if I get serious for a minute 
I think back to like when parents of kids heard Elvis for the first time mm. and like you might like they might have liked it they might not have but it was just like whoa like this like you might have known that music was out there but you just really never heard it I mean mm-hmm. life changing yeah but anyway so we were talking about music on the way there and um that's really the most I remember about that trip but that was really the mm-hmm. first time I remember being whisked away in a van and things have uh whisked away in a van with Michael and things are still that way yeah yeah <laughs> whisked away in the van eventually we just gave you the keys <laughs> but I, I remember so, that night too <clears throat> I, I remember we you know when we met at the homeschool co-op and we kind of hit you know Rosetta we, we were kind of around there a little bit um and then there was like I felt like a year or two where we didn't see you yeah you know so mm-hmm. was pro- I was probably like 14 when we picked you up in that van because mm-hmm. that would made Adam 16 um and I remember you being very different, you know, like you had started to grow your hair a little bit mm-hmm. and black you, Sabbath had happened. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you had like, you were like wearing all black and mm-hmm. <clears throat> baggy jeans or, uh, they're not intentionally baggy, but they were like black JC Penny jeans with big extra large black Sabbath shirt. Nice. Really, nice. really smudgy eyeliner and, uh, brown cowboy boots. Yeah. So some things never change. <laughs> never. So so we went to church for a couple of years together. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when I got my license. Well, we started both playing on the, the band well, for a little while. I, well, so if I could, I don't want to rabbit trail too much or take up the whole time, but you were very instrumental in, it, you got me to go to Harmony, right? Okay. Which is where I met, like, everybody basically that would form my life for the next well for the rest of my life because that was I've where i met this. that was where i met alden braddock Whoa. dude and uh for you alden and he um he he was a guitar player uh-huh. and we oh, who else oh, that was also where i got my nickname that's where i got jawa oh yeah because yeah. i just stayed at home and played halo 2 all day and my name online was uh <clears throat> on xbox live was big jawa so when I when the high schoolers finally let me play Halo, and I just absolutely pwned d- the noobs. I mean, it wasn't even fair. It was like they had no idea what was coming. Like I was just little elementary school kid that just sat in his basement all day <laughs> and played Halo Two, and they let me play. I just, I just destroyed them, and they just. I remember everybody like turning and looking at me and like this kid can come up and play whenever he wants, but he's on my team. <laughs> so they finally let me make a name on the Xbox, and I made my name Jawa. So. Everybody just called me Jawa because they didn't know what my real name was. Yeah. So from then on, I met Alden, who me I got my first band with, joined his Regicide. band, Regicide, mm-hmm. with Alan Wilkins. Alan Wilkins, that's right. On on drums and uh, I don't remember it was anybody. Uh, Lindsey Anderson was playing bass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so that was like that put me down that music path was or furthered my music path mm-hmm. and then yeah then we joined the the uh, church band yeah so you were saying well so I, I remember that being my first experience with the actually the like a honky-tonk style of hired gun mm, because yeah. we didn't <clears throat> we didn't really have a set rehearsal time it was it was kind of like well we're going to do these 
you know, probably four songs. You've heard them before. You know, it's it's not... A lot of sus chords. Yeah, a lot of sus chords. Pretty straight, you know, 4-4 four, four time. You know, you kind of just run through it before, you know, so we'd show up to church like an hour early, run through all the songs, be like, is that good? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to change this a little bit on the end, make that a little different. Okay, we're good. Set you the know. mood. Yeah, and it was like, it was actually really cool because you, you know, there'd be some times where Kyle would be like, yeah, you know that one, so we're not going to do that. And then it's like, oh my God, we're going to play a song we've never practiced, you know, and which is great practice, mm-hmm. you know. So then we were pr- playing twice a week for a couple of years, you know, and uh, that was really good. We had, a, we had a pretty good band, honestly, I feel like. And Chris Munts on, on bass and, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm sure we probably sounded like ass, but it was, it sounded, I was having a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it was just fun playing with. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I know Adam said he saw us a couple of times and he said that we were better than, uh, like the, the high school band that preceded us. Oh, the they Jess Huber Yeah. They didn't experience at all. Yeah. It was like, I mean, they were all probably individually bunch yeah. of their players yeah but they didn't practice at all and i think it was kind of jess was a very strong lead and so he would just go and they would kind of follow but um my, my favorite thing for any of you drummers out there is uh travis would play he had a full set of z custom cymbals that he would play mm-hmm. which just think uh metallica black album as loud as you could possibly get for a church band it was insane was, was the kit a PV? It was a PV. It was. And still to this day, one of the best sounding bass drums I've ever heard. Tom's oh. sounded like... Ooh, so bad. Okay. Like, like, let me figure out how to play without Tom's <laughs> so I don't have to hit them. But the bass drum, man. Oh. The bass that. amp that was, was a PV. Wow. The PA was a PV. And I was bringing my PV Bandit. Dude. That's what I was running through with Dude. my, with my uh, Boss ME50 on the... Marshall stack setting, oh. running that through the PA with like a SM58, man, running through there. And I remember Katie Cole coming in one time. And I was like, Bleh! I was like, how's that sound? She's like, it sounds like it's trying to hurt me. <laughs> and that's when I realized that you did need all mids and treble. That there was also bass frequencies. So. There are bass frequencies. Yeah, which I'm aware of now, but <laughs> I still st- I still struggle with that sometimes. <laughs> You know, Lemmy died still struggling with that. It's yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, falling in his footsteps. Hey, could you, uh, that Super Battle Droid's been uh, chooching on that thing for about <laughs> nine months. Could you hand me that? I just meant the cigarette, but that's fine. Too. <laughs> Thanks. Oh. Here. He needs to, oh, yeah. Give him the, there we go. It's 20, it's 2020, man. Yeah. Vape it up. <laughs> Well, maybe that's yet to be seen. <laughs> the tests are still. You can, you can stay tuned. Yes, yeah, stay tuned to find the exciting conclusion. If John gets cancer from sucking all this oil, all right. You know what? Just lay down. <laughs> anyway, we had uh, yeah. So the church band was really good. I remember playing Sad but True afterwards with Joe Bird on drums. Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's good. Bird. So I don't know. I think eventually you started going somewhere else, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. You graduated. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was left behind. I. It was really weird because the entire band graduated at the same time, so that just like it turned over, you know. And I went back a few times and coached 
because I technically wouldn't have graduated, but I was going to SEC at the time. But anyway, okay. I, I went back a few times and helped uh, Danny Satumiang yeah. with guitar His, stuff and kind of yeah. helped them get it together. And then I remember the last time I went to church there, I was there for their practice, kind of coached them through their songs, sat in the back halfway through. Can I borrow one of the darts yes, you may. off this blowgun? Yes, you may. Thank you. Absolutely. I, I forgot my uh, my pick hmm. for my pipe. Here, I'm going to use the blowgun. There you go. <clears throat> it works. Okay, I'm, I'm very sorry. So you were, you were in the back. Yeah, I just sat in the back, and I felt like I'd passed the torch on. I went outside, smoked a cigarette outside the church, got my Lincoln, and left. <laughs> I never went back. Well, you know. So. You know, as, as, as the Lord said, if you go to a, no, well, <clears throat> wow. I believe it's St. Paul, actually, not the Lord. Um, Blasphemer said, "You know, when you, when you when the time comes, you you uh, shake the dust off your feet and you you leave town." So there you go. Um, <clears throat> so that was it. Was a good it was a good chapter. Yeah, it was a good it was a good time. And then uh, so Adam and I started playing in a, like a death metal band. It started out as a hardcore band because we just you know back on you know so when we were in that gold van, we're listening to like As I Lay Dying, Haste the Day. Zayo, and tr- just trying to find the heaviest stuff we could find. Mm-hmm. We'd also probably about that time found out about Dimu Borgir, which was like so beyond our comprehension as far as technicality at that point, because we had only been playing for a Gentlemen, couple of years. Destroy. Gosh. Death Cult Armageddon. Oh, so good. So uh, pur- we had Puritanical Euphoric Misanthropia, and... Um, <clears throat> Say again? <laughs> the album and uh and is death cult armageddon this the next album after that i'm not sure about the um chronological order but it was you know the one with progenies of the great apocalypse freaking like soundtrack to my 14 year old yeah age. man um, sacrilegious scorn oh, well that was the next album oh wait that was in sorted oh, pro- oh project okay that was yeah sorry yeah so i just thought you made a mistake there that i did never mind can you fact check that? Actually, are you awake over there? You look really sleepy. Actually, if you could Do bring you want a beer. You know, there's a twisted tea in the fridge for you. Oh, are you fucking joking? No, I'm serious. Uh, no. For any of those who don't know, it it is like eight o'clock in the morning. We have met. Oh, it's eight thirty. Um, we have been here only hour and a half, but I had a major poop attack in the bathroom. Literally. It was bad. Yeah, I literally pooped like three times. Like I'd be done, wipe, and it, and my my anus would just start again. Run. <laughs> uh, so, my brother and I started playing like this death metal band. You know, well, I say death metal because that's kind of where it ended up. It was a hardcore band at the time, so it was like haste the day, sayo, because that was about the heaviest thing we could we could like play. We started out doing a lot of um, covers of Frail Words Collapse from As Lay Dying, and. Memphis Chubby Laid Waste by Norma Jean, mm-hmm. which ironically, my mom bought us uh, Bless the Martyr, Kiss the Child because she was at a women's conference, like a Christian women's conference, mm-hmm. and they had a little table full of like CDs and stuff. And since that was released on Tooth and Nail Records, it somehow made it into the This is Christian Music You Can Buy. And she saw Norma Jean, and it has like a little baby on the front. <laughs> so it's very unassuming. And there was an elephant 
in Oquawka, Illinois, where my mom grew up, they got struck by lightning and died. So, you know, it's like a town of a thousand people and there's a freaking cir- circus element that, that's like dead in the park. That's a big deal. Front page newspaper. My mom got a picture with it named Norma Jean. I actually took a copy of the newspaper article to Norma Jean and I was like, hey man, uh, here's this article about an elephant named Norma Jean. And he's just like, okay. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so my mom bought us the album and it was just like, you know, straight up screaming. No, yeah. no saying, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, there's like a little bit some in there, but my brother was just like, this is mine. I love this. And my mom was like, I didn't know that's what it was. Oh, so it was in it, in it inadvertently. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, but you know, great album. So we were playing in this band, you know, had a bunch of different members change. And every time we would, my brother and I are really hard to get along with probably cause we're homeschoolers. And we would do this thing where like, we'd have a couple guys, one would quit, the other would quit. Then we get another couple of guys, then we'd kick them out and, you know, just kept going, you know, back and forth. And every time we would get new guys, we would just make it heavier. We'd write heavier stuff, get new guys to play that, you know, eventually, we'd, you know, anyway, keep going. Eventually we put out an EP and we would play at Cornerstone Festival, which was like the, the biggest Christian music festival that ever existed. I don't know how many hundreds of, uh, hundreds of thousands of people they'd say would come. It was thousands. It, enormous yeah. in this little field in Bushnell, Illinois. And they would have everything. They'd have pop, hip hop, country, death metal, hardcore, um, CCM, praise and worship, <laughs> arts and crafts tents, speakers. I mean, it's just wild. So you'd see like goth. You know, yeah. Goth, there's real strong goth scene there. And so you'd see like, you know, pastor Jim, walking down the street in his button-up white mm-hmm. shirt, and then he'd like, but he'd be like walking with a gal with a three-foot green mohawk, and they'd be talking about like, you know, yeah, the epistles of John. You know, and It was like, far out. Yeah. It was, it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, nowhere else had I, I'd never seen that before, you know, it's. Yeah. It's, and, it, and it was always cool, because there'd be like the crusties who would like literally like ride in on the nearest train and they'd just be like oh, yeah. sitting over there and you're like, oh, you haven't changed your clothes in six years. And, and they're like, no. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you tried that for a while, didn't you? Not intentionally. I was just kind of bad at, you know. Hygiene. I, I am notoriously, you know, for having a bad sense of smell. So. Mm. Well, doesn't bother you. I mean. Mm. Well, it bothers me when people don't want to hang out with me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Um, so... But we had, you know, then you would get experience to different, uh, music, you know, heavier music there. So Adam and I kept, you know, hearing different stuff. And then we'd heard like Crimson Moonlight and Behemoth was probably our favorite. Um, definitely my favorite. And when Demigod, I think was, was out when I heard about them. And that was just literally changed my life. Um, so we released a, a record on Bombworks Records that we met at Cornerstone and, it was coming out, I'm trying to think. Of, so this is like 2009. Okay, let me get this straight though. Did we do the tour with FBS first? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, that was 2000. That was 2008. I okay, think. so before the album came out, we just had the two-song demo. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we had Raven from Norway who had just moved to Illinois because he had married a gal and he was from, he was in Frost Harder, which... Nice shirt. Thank you. 
Here, pull that, pull that up. I'm sure that my phone probably shut off by now. We're probably not even recording anymore. No, who knows? But but there's the. We uh, are good. This oh, is okay. this is the uh, their their Mactuslos, which I got in 2008. Um, great great stuff. Robin is a good good dear friend of ours. So he had. Um, He's so cool. He he his wife had just bought him a bass for Christmas, and we were riding to a show. I don't even remember what show it was, but we were all we had all gotten in the van. We we're going to Chicago to see a show, and we were like, yeah, we Elisha Mullins had just joined. And he later went to join the burial and worked on Flesh Killer with Ula Barud from Extol. Uh, I'm not a Extol scholar, so I'm always really. That's about all the information I have there. Um, and now he's with War of Ages. Uh, mm. But so he had just joined. That's a sweet gig. Yeah, I mean, he's doing pretty well for himself. Yeah. So I think, but we were like the first band that he and he was a homeschooler. Yeah. And I think we were the first band that he played with outside of his room. And so that was kind oh, of like wow. a wild, like, oh, wow. And he's really good. That, Welcome. Oh, dude. Yeah. And he was, like, really good straight out of his room. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know where, where that happened, you know, but he he just, he was really good. And he had just joined, and, like, we had done, we had finished recording, we were, you know, we were kind of, like, starting the process for Infinite. So he basically did a few solos on it, but 2008, he was playing guitar, and we were like, we need, you know... A merch guy to sell our shirts mm-hmm. and i don't know i'm sorry you weren't there yet connor raising my fist oh dude connor get that mic up there man you know we get no way keeps falling down well well come on get shit together <laughs> here just un- dude, look at it, it's just falling I, down i don't know well, here well you gotta tighten that little tighten that little uh dongle over there yeah. Oh, there yeah. Cinch it oh, down. Yeah. Cinch. There you go. Ooh, man. Now we're talking. So, so, pardon my ignorance here, and this may be because of my public schoolism, mm, if, you, if you will. Even. If you will. But, um, what qualifies something as Christian metal? Is it just mm. like is it just like metal without swear words, like no pee pee and poo poo and stuff like that? <laughs> they, they say a lot of heck and dang it. Um. No, I mean, so any sort of Christian metal or punk or any sort of like subgenre is generally, and this is more a, like a historical statement than a um, an objective fact, but generally when music like death metal happens, it's done by people who are very fed up with the establishment. And if you're fed up with the establishment of music, you're probably also fed up with the establishment of religion or politics or, you know, it's like... So you're generally going against the grain. It's generally pretty Mm -hmm. anti-religious. You do that for a couple of years, and generally what happens is, like, people who are in that eventually go, okay, you know, but I started reading this book, and I actually am going to go back to church now. You know, like, I have a friend, um, uh, Jarek from Poland, who was, like, straight up in the Polish satanic scene for, like, 10 years. um, And was involved in other sundry things that he doesn't like to talk about. And and then he was just like, you know, but then I, I, I started reading back into it and I decided I want to become a Christian again. So I became a Christian. And so now I still really like this music, but I'm not going to sing about, you know, raping nuns anymore. So... <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. So he he's in Iowa now, I I think. Uh, oh, so. well, that was his first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but uh, yeah, so I think the the, uh, the subject matter does not usually change, but the perspective on it usually does. So um, it's really just a mindset thing. Yeah. Okay. So it's, um, you know, I think Extol was one of the first, like, that was really uh, pushing boundaries as far as music outside of the fact that it was Christian. Um, I mean, they... I, they have been very influential for many years since their breakup. I think their singer was like losing his hearing. But it's also it was a really good excuse for a lot of kids that wanted to listen to heavy music, but their parents were just like, No, because it's rock and roll and it's like mm. evil, you know. So then you could get away with um I imagine there was probably a lot of kids that were sneaking music in too. Yeah. Like I there was so many bands that were supposedly Christian bands mm -hmm. that got mainstream. And I didn't even know they were like Devil Wars Prada, weren't mm -hmm. they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they started out in the, I mean, they would play yeah. um, Cornerstone. Icon for Hire. Nobody knows who they are anymore, but they're still around. They're still doing stuff. Yeah. Ironically, neighbors with Elisha. Still? I, I, he went to school I, with her, right? Well, yeah, he? they were like from or the karate, them karate class or something, something like, that. like that. Yeah. I think they were homeschoolers too. <laughs> Man. Wild. Um, I will say, uh, the showdown put out a chorus of obliteration mm -hmm. uh, pr produced by Living Sacrifice, which is well one of the you know mm -hmm. iconic Christian metal bands. Um, that album, I, I was not really a fan of anything the showdown did since, but like that first album was so brutal. And so, are, are, do you know any like Old Testament Bible stories? Here and there. So like they would do a song about <laughs> Samson. You know, and so they're just like, all right, well, we're just going to tell the story of Samson, which on the surface, you're like, oh, you're, you're going to sing a song about a Bible story. Mm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, um, when you read the lyrics, you're like, oh, geez, this is brutal, you know, and he's not like elaborate. He's just like, I'm just going to tell the story as, as a metal song. Just even like reading it, which not even like hear him scream it. Like, I mean, just, just like, okay, type in. Pull up Google, type in The Showdown, a monument, um, no. I am a monument yeah. to all your so, sins. Sorry. Halo. Oh, so t type in The Showdown, and then uh, G-A-T-H. That, that should pull it up. That'll pull up something about Gath. Uh, from the mouth of Gath comes terror. Yeah. Get that mic on you there, man. That's, uh, that's about... Um, right here. Yeah, Sorry, Kara. Yeah. So, anyway, that that's those lyrics. Um, my uh, my mom wasn't. I wasn't into the heavy music. I was just trying to. I was going through my first. Wait. Oh yeah. Oh, you, do you want to you, you, you read some here for could us? Could you recite us Connor? some of the text? Do a poetry reading. <clears throat> cry war, cry hate. Step forward, then to die. Cry war, cry hate. Step forward, then to die. Meet the wrath of God defied. Cry death, cry defeat. Meet the wrath of God defied. Yeah, you're not joking. Where's the part where he cuts his hair? There, there, and that's not even to the point when they're talking about like breaking necks and donkey, donkey jawbones and... Donkey um, punch? <laughs> yeah. It's a... Uh, yeah. So, I mean, there, there's definitely some subject matter in, in the Bible that, you know, is suitable for... For that style of music. I was just gonna say I was going through my first uh country music phase and 
I remember being on the way to Rosetta mm-hmm. or on the way to church one Sunday morning and uh, Alan Jackson's, I don't even know her name, Whoa. just came out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is, I got all excited. I was like, this is the song. This is the song that I've been talking about. I love this song. And I like turned it up so my parents could hear it. And my mom was like, oh, I'm not sure about this. Like, I don't know about the lyrics. Uh-oh. Now, Uh-oh. in hindsight, if anybody knows my mom, knows she's really cool. But she was just like, you know, freaking out. She's like, I don't know. He's, t- you know, he's talking about screwing this woman. He doesn't know her name. And uh, so we went to the Christian bookstore the next day at the mall. And I remember my mom at the counter saying, well, my son's really into uh, uh, country music, but I'm not crazy about some of the lyrics. And the lady was like, oh, well, we've got this, uh, we've got this Randy Travis album. Mm. And I love Randy Travis, too. I ran my Randy Travis poster. <laughs> pissed on the seat and hit my keys. <laughs> <laughs> but this album was terrible. It was, it was just, oh, I, there was a song, uh, let me sum it up for you. There was a song called Dr. Jesus. I just remember it start, just started. Dr. Jesus. That's all I remember. Then that CD got I'm stolen sold. out of my parents' van. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like one of those commercials you see on like early morning television. Buy your twelve dollar Christian yeah. CD set yeah. with Alan Jackson's hit or Randy Travis's hit, Doctor Jesus. The Time Life Randy Travis collection, dude. Doctor Jesus, I buy it. yeah, dude. Pray for the fish, freaking classic. Hey, he's good. He is good. I I just it wasn't what I needed at the time. I was not ready for that album at that time. I, all I wanted was Alan Jackson singing about screwing promiscuous women. It's, but he married her. He made an honest woman. I wanted to hear about some Chattacoochies. <laughs> hey, man. I'm just going to settle for the burger and the grape snow cone. So, when you're talking about needing stuff, mm-hmm. we need a merch guy. Yeah. And I don't know what made us think of you, necessarily. I was a terrible merch guy at the time. You were. But, you were a darn good driver. Because we, I remember, like, you, what, you did merch like that first night? <laughs> well, so, we, uh, so you remember the van from the previous story? From the yep. earlier story. The van that was, the transmission was smoking when he pulled up to get me. So this is several, several years later, and Adam still, ha- <laughs> still had that van. So Michael gets a hold of me and says, hey, uh, we're going to go out on this little tour. Your little tour. And, our little uh, band. And uh, <laughs> we're going to leave. Um, we're going to have to leave a day early. <clears throat> I, mean, I was in the Farm King parking lot when you called me and told me we got to leave a day early. Because... Uh, Adam's pretty sure that the transmission's going to go out, so we need time to get that fixed. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not how this works. So I, I told my dad that, and he's like, no. He's like, you're taking our van. So I called Michael and said, my dad's going to let us uh, take our GMC Safari. But no Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, I forgot about that. Anyway, we, uh, so we got in... We, we took off, headed down towards uh, Missouri, ironically, was the first night. And I remember we made it to uh, Lake of the Ozarks. And I had never, but no, we hadn't made it there yet. We were like Quincy. And I had never pulled a trailer before. Um, I wasn't really comfortable with it. And this trailer was tiny. We called it the Dingleberry. It was the turret on the back of the beast. <laughs> so Adam was getting tired and everybody else was asleep. And I'm sitting riding shotgun. And I'm like, well, I can try and I can try and pull a trailer. I mean, I'll I'll drive for a little bit. 
And uh, he's like, I was like, all right, yeah, just, you know, it's not a big deal. Just take turns a little bit wider than you normally would. I was like, okay. And I got in the driver's seat and I never got out yeah. to this day. And the legend of John Green starts <laughs> there. I mean, the legend of Jesse James, <laughs> John Henry, just to mention some names. There's a truck driving man in the Iowa GMC. Today. <laughs> GMC. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember that was a, that was a really good uh, a good run though because it was like you just drove mm-hmm. and that was exceedingly helpful. It was you know we didn't tell a ton of merch, but that's okay. You know you 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 give some. I drove the hell out of that van. You drove the hell out of that van. Yeah, and uh, that was a good uh, you know that was with FBS. So we were touring with a punk <laughs> band, and uh, their singer is a great guy. Yeah, but wow, <laughs> just like abrasive. That is a great way to describe him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really good guy, though. Uh, yeah, very abrasive. And, you know, um, yeah, it was a wild, wild run. But then that was when we played the Upper upper Peninsula in... Yeah. Where at? Mi- Michigan. Michigan. Mm-hmm. And then we played in Omaha the next night. Mm-hmm. And you drove overnight. It was like 17 hours. Well, I, dro- I already drove to Michigan from... I don't remember where we were coming from, but... Yeah, we left from um, Upper Upper Penn to Omaha, which was like it was like a twelve-hour drive, wasn't it? Something like that to get there. I don't remember. Anyway, it was sixteen hours or something. It was a it was a heck of a it was a heck of a journey. And it was uh, what diet cokes and oh, I was drinking monsters and beef jerky and <laughs> drinking beef jerky and yeah. monsters and. But you got just, us there. I got us there, but it, man, it was, that was, now in hindsight, that's not that big, a, you know, like I, I, I do that occasionally from time to time nowadays, but at the time it was yeah, something else. Man and beast mm-hmm. must, must I remember we got the there end. and they, they had, uh, you were really sick. Yeah. And, and they, and they had made spaghetti. The venue had oh, made yeah. spaghetti for us. It was, I mean, it was, it was a different time. It was before the dark times. And you were just like felt so terrible, and you found out they made spaghetti, and you just started crying. I don't know if you, that does not I, surprise I me. I, yeah, you were just like I don't know if you were happy that there was spaghetti, or uh, probably. Yeah, I mean, just like you know, you drive seventeen hours, or you even even just riding seventeen hours takes it out of you, and then you feel sick. And I remember then the last show was in was it Iowa City. Uh, what that? Or Des Moines. Uh, Des Moines. Yeah, and literally nobody came mm-hmm. so we played the show there was two kids that like because it was in a strip mall <laughs> it wasn't like a closet of a strip mall yeah like and, it wasn't even and so like these two like 10 year olds ran in and like gave us a bunch of shit and then ran out before the show started <laughs> and it then, was so we, just us and the other band there was like a couch it yeah. was a room it wasn't even a venue it was just a room yeah yeah and the sound guy was there and then so we just like played for the other band and adam had a friend of um one of the Myers. Oh yeah, girls. So like, um, she showed up, and I was still feeling sick. And she's like, "You need a green uh, naked naked juice, juice. and yeah. pretzels." So she went and got them. Didn't come to the show, but Just like <laughs> showed up after the show to like get me better, which it did really help. But I, mean, um, I have a picture of you uh, wrapped in a blanket, standing outside the venue with your naked juice. Can Can you send that to me? I will. I yeah. need that. Uh, yeah, but I remember we, we were still wearing like face paint at the time. So we had like the black uh, shoe, shoe polish. polish, kiwi shoe polish. We just yeah. like rubbed shoe polish and it was really bad. <laughs> it's not it was good probably idea. why I was sick. Uh, but <laughs> that was not, 
in hindsight, that was uh, that was kind of ignorant. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. We read an interview, and I think it was with Behemoth, and they had said, you know, like, what do you use? And <clears throat> I remember them saying, we have used shoe polish before. And I feel like I, I, if I reread that, it'd probably say, you know, we have used shoe polish when we lost our other stuff. And, and we like, all got really sick. Oh, good to know. I mean, that stuff's pungent. It is. Oh, yeah. So we when we flew to Mexico... And everything was covered in it. Yeah. Like, And you can't get it off. No. Like, you really have to scrub. I mean, there's there's a reason you put it on your shoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's... Yeah. We, we, we did three shows in Mexico in, like, 2013, I think. Um, and we... Maybe it's 2010. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I have a poster in my, my room. We will check the date, but... We played a show in like Champaign, Illinois. Drove to Chicago, flew down, played like three shows in Mexico. The night of the Champagne show, I, we, were, we were really rushing, trying to get you know, everything on before the show, and I jammed some in my right eye, Oof. just like shoe polish, right there. So the whole time we were in Mexico, it was like, you know, they had painted our logo, like the size of this wall on a, on a mural, you know, on like a mechanic shop. Like we were driving a bus, and we were like, whoa, guy, whoa, ah. It's gone. Our logo, our logo was on that. Whoa, whoa, guy, wait. They are nuts down it there. It was wild. We played to like 700 people the first night, 200 people on the small night, and then like 500 people that next night. And it was just, but, but the, whole, the entire metal trip, band, that's, yeah. I mean, that'd be like. Wild. Yeah, unbelievable. And so we, the whole time though, my, my right eye was like crusted shut. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. So. But we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. So we we did the the 2008 tour, mm-hmm. and it was a it was a great success. Great success. And so our, our album came out in July of the next year, 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I met Becky. That, oh yeah, that cornerstone when it came out, and Adam met Simone, his wife, and he just like, um, it was actually really funny because he had met Becky first and her friends, and they were like the goth crowd. And I didn't, tr- I didn't trust those goth girls. And my brother just disappeared. And there's like, you know, 10,000 people here at this festival in a field. Adam. <laughs> and he just disappears for three days. And we all still have like flip phones, you know? So it's like, he's not, call- he's not answering my phone. He just disappeared with goth girls for three days. What's going on? Were it so easy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, eventually we found him again. And, you know, he was like, oh, I'm just you know, hanging out. It's like, you know, okay. And uh, then he met Simone. And then he, did, he didn't quite disappear, but he, like, you know, was just with her for, like, three days. Oh, I got a quick anecdote about that. Yeah. Anecdote, or whatever. We had, uh, Adam had bought a new, uh, a new van, new to us. It was uh-huh. a 1994 um, Dodge 2500 Ram van, 12 passenger, 318. I took the mufflers off it and just ran a straight catback exhaust. Sounds so good. Anyway, huh? that van ran like a striped-ass tape. I love that van. But... I do specifically remember after Cornerstone that year, driving through the streets of some town, trying to find parking, like cruising through these neighborhoods with the van's lights off, trying to find somebody's Wi-Fi that we could steal so Adam could get on Facebook mess or Facebook or MySpace probably. Yeah. And talk to Simone. That was, I always thought that was, in hindsight, that was very romantic. Yeah. It was, they're still married to this day? Yeah. They have a sweet little baby girl and a lot of chickens. And my, my cat. I gave and your cat. Mm-hmm. I saw your cat the other day. Yeah. It's a good cat. It is a good cat. 
Uh, sorry. So anyway, um, so that 2009 was. Yeah, it was a good year. So we put out. We're, we're going to have to speed this up. We're only in 2009. No, oh, man. Podcasts can go for like, what, seven hours? We're fine. Um, we'll set a record. <laughs> uh, Connor's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I got to pee. All right. That's fine. Go get, yourself a, go get yourself a twisted tea. Don't don't pull any cords when you yeah. walk away there. Get yourself a twisted tea. Pull your cords. Oh boy. And uh, it's in the back of the fridge. Raquel left it there for you. Um, Grab my smokes. If uh, they're on top of my amp. So 2009 though, then we, we we so we still had Robin playing with us. He didn't do the FPS tour. Which is just kind of how we do things. We're like, oh, we'll just play without a bass player because <laughs> rock and roll must go on. Yeah, man, but, but then um, he is in. He was in Frost Harder and uh, Paul, the drummer, puts on Nordic Fest. So we got offered to do Nordic Fest and we got offered to do Destruction Fest in England. And so then it was like, okay, and they're a week apart, so we'll go to England. We'll hang out for a week. Adam ended up going to. Denmark for a week to see Simone mm-hmm. and then met us at Nordic Fest. I Oslo. forgot about that. Yeah. So, he was... so we hit, so we, I remember, I remember being at Carl Sandburg College and I was like, hey, uh, we're going to go to Europe. You want to go sell merch? Yeah. That was, uh, just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, all right, we'll go. So we all went. I all feel like we never saw each other. We were just apart. Yeah. It was yeah. just like, I hadn't seen you forever. You want to go sell merch, drive the van. So, I mean, in hindsight, I'm very, I'm so thankful that you were always thinking of me because, you know, and I, I'm very thankful that we thought of you too, because yeah. it was just like, you know, when you, when you, when you get in those situations, it's like, all right, who do we know that's just willing to like jump in and go? Mm-hmm. John? Hey, John. Uh, yeah. Oh. And don't worry about it. I just burned, no, I burned my coat. I think. Oh, I was just about to tell a story about how you destroyed my coat in England, but so so we're on our way to England, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we played Destruction Fest. That was really cool. also didn't sell any merch that tour either. Yeah, but to be fair, oh. they had people to sell it. The, um, and not at Destruction Fest, not at, at Nordic Fest, yeah. but yeah, at Nordic Fest they had people. So, um, we had Mate from Saluto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vasily. Uh, uh, he, so we hired the guy from Finland to show up and he just like showed up in England, played bass because Robin couldn't make the first gig. So yeah. we had him show up and uh, it was so funny because we still were doing the you know shoe polish thing. And I remember we were like, you know, trying to be real cool and yeah, put on put our face bang, you know. And uh, he's like, you know, six and a half feet tall. Or so. I mean, mm-hmm. probably only like six, three, but he's a he's much bigger than any of us. And I remember he just turns over with his like four feet of like pure blonde hair <laughs> and he looks over and he's just got like a raccoon stripe across his face. I remember that. Yeah. He's like, does this look okay? <laughs> We're like, uh. He could not not look cool though. Yeah. I mean, because as soon as he's, you know, and he's almost like the most awkward guy you've ever met, you know, hanging out. But then as soon as he starts playing, he's just like the most amazing headbanging and windmilling. Oh yeah. Amazing bass player. Really fabulous. Um, he was actually on my list before, you know, when we were trying to get the common chairs to Europe, it was like, well, if we, you know, if we were in flux here on bass, like maybe Mati would play country. I don't know. He'd probably play it really well. He probably would. I don't know if we could get him to wear a cowboy hat, but I mean, I'll, but now we have you. So there's no, there's no concern. Well, I mean, I'll, if you want, if that's a way to get, get over there, I mean, 
Anyway. God. So we got we got to England. We played played Destruction Fest. I had is, my first Scotch egg. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now did we? Is this? When, at what point in this did I ruin your coat? Oh, that was I think on our uh, we we were stopping back at Joe's house yeah. or Joe's flat for uh, before we headed back to stateside, mm. and uh, I had this. The only coat I brought was this big. It sounds really lame when I say it like this. It was a big velvet. Um, like it wasn't an, like a school shooter overcoat or anything, but like uh, you know, oh, it was like I'm a vampire. Yeah, I, that wasn't okay. It, it sounds worse than it was. It's a really nice coat. He looked good. Yeah, but it's velvet. It's real velvet. It's not velveteen. And a gentleman must know the difference. I remember Michael. So I'm in her. I'm in the living room watching TV, and Michael's in the kitchen where my coat was, <laughs> and with a gigantic two liter of Coca Cola, and I hear like a crash. And I just hear Michael say, John, I love you. And Michael had spilled an entire two liter of Coca-Cola on my velvet coat. I am so sorry. That's all right. And then, <laughs> and then last year I had my nice leather coat <laughs> sitting in the floor, sitting in the floor of my, my truck. And uh, Michael didn't know that my cup holder on my dash doesn't have a bottom in it. And he took some, takes and it one was of, dark. And it was dark. Takes one of those little Starbucks, uh, little shooter cans, you know? Oh, yeah. It just, and just, <laughs> just goes right in there. Just <laughs> right down on my coat. Okay. Anyway, M- so Michael, sorry. why are you always spilling stuff? Remember, remember when you, a couple weeks ago, we get out of the van and you're like, hey, Tanner, is your pillow supposed to be really damp? Okay. Now in the, okay, in John's truck it was dark and he had no bottoms on his cup holders, so I feel like that was kind of just waiting to happen. Yeah, that was fair enough. That was Tanner's coffee believe- in his cup holder. That it was too big for the cup holder, so it was kind of like you know working its way around. It would have so happened much- to him had he been laying there. I'm just saying. There's probably so much debris and fluid in the bottom of the cup holder, which wouldn't fit in there. That is very possible. And I mean, I have to get back there with the shot back every once in a while and suck it out, you know. Dude, that pillow was wet. Yeah. I don't know how you continued to sleep on it. It was wet. Well, I didn't really wet. sleep. I just, well, I, I had my pillow. Does anybody on ever top. really sleep in the van? Excuse no me. No one's ever really gone. Oh, Kyle's I sleep like in the van all the time. It must be nice. Isn't that? Nice? You have the, you have the, uh, the longest bunk back there. Yeah. Well, you guys talk about this. I also have to pee. Okay, so. I got the. Uh, uh, the longest guy in the band gets uh, gets the front seat, but I, I learned to sleep like that uh, in the hill that, I, that Dodge van, the hill that I upon van, because the seat it was a real low end, like it was it was just a work van, you know, it didn't have any accoutrement, and the didn't have a tilt steering wheel, and the seat did not recline. I found out later that the seat actually moved back and forth, but it did not recline. So I would just learn to sleep sitting Indian style with my feet up on the steering wheel, leaning back. Really awkward, but I mean, when you got to sleep, you got to sleep, you know. So that's what I do in this van now, and it it works. Uh, kind of. The one experience I have sleeping in the front seat of the van, I now refuse to do it because it was like the most disastrous trip we ever took. Which which one was that? So so we're driving through the night on the I believe we were on the way to Atlanta maybe. Okay. And uh, you know Michael's like you know I really want to get some sleep and I'm like you know I sleep back here every time. 
you know, I'll I'll sit up front with with John. Mm-hmm. You know, you get some sleep. So, so I I fall asleep, and you know, we're driving through the night. It's a long trip. That was a long that was yeah. a long one. And I I wake up. We're in. We're supposed to be there already. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. And I wake up, and we're in a gas station parking lot. Uh, and I wake up to to Tanner being like, "Well, how'd the trailer break?" <laughs> oh, that one. Oh my god. So, yeah. So now it, that was the, my only experience sitting in the front seat. I wake up, and my surgically repaired back is oh, abs- no. absolutely frozen stiff. Oh my god. Because I'm I've so slept sorry. sitting up. The trailer's broken. Yeah. And Tanner and I, while you guys go off to to find somewhere to fix the trailer, yeah. we're guarding it in this gas station parking lot. And every time someone drives by, it's just like these two hobos in their conspicuous out there. In their in their trailer that doesn't have anything to pull it. Tanner's got like bright white boots on and fringe pants and <laughs> and a ski mask probably. <laughs> and I'm eating I'm eating like a two dollar burrito. <laughs> Good times. Hey, man. Way of the road, bud. Hey, road cone. Yeah. I'm a road cone. The unicone. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, good, good times. Yeah. So, anyway, you all went to Europe a few times. I came once. Mm-hmm. Um, sold merch. But we let's get to the... Um, to um, kind of give me a synopsis of how you ended up in, in the promised land. Yeah. So... Um, <clears throat> I hate to I hate to say that this only takes us up to 2010, <laughs> but so our, our so the our success as a band like our next album didn't do as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Things had been a little harder, um, so we Adam and I were kind of thinking, you know, maybe I feel like we just need a little break. That's fine. We're gonna just you know. So we decided that we wanted to do a country band. We ended up going to Switzerland for, to play a show, and it was like one of the best shows we've ever played, and it was really fun, um, absolute blast. Um, so we came back, and it was like, oh, maybe we'll keep doing it. So, but we had already started the ball rolling and said, hey, we want to do a Johnny Cash band where we mm. like, play all these Johnny Cash songs. We need John in on this because yeah. when we were touring, you would always play country music, mm-hmm. like you. I mean, George Jones, um, Buck Owens, yeah, yeah. And, and so, you guys hadn't really, really hadn't been into any of that, right? No, I remember Lauren Gerst bought me a Johnny Cash Greatest Hits for like my twelfth birthday, mm-hmm. and I, so I had that, and I knew like every single one of those songs backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely loved it, but I didn't go into anything else. Mm-hmm. I for some reason I just like that was, you know, Long Black Veil and Ballad of a Teenage Queen, and mm-hmm. that was, you know, great. So, um. Yeah, so you really opened our eyes to a lot of that kind of music. Yeah. And then it was like, all right, well, we need John in on this. And so we'd already started that ball rolling. So you, you started coming over and we'd start doing like uh, uh, Johnny Horton, Battle of New Orleans. and uh, uh, Yeah. Um, some drive-by truckers. And I got into it uh, thinking under the pretense that I would sing some songs and play acoustic guitar. Adam would... Because I didn't want to sing. And it was supposed to be Adam was going to sing and yeah. play electric guitar. And uh, I don't huh. think... Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Adam, I don't think ever... <laughs> ever sang anything. Nope. That's okay, though. 
because it worked out. It did work out. Yeah. It worked out really well. And we, you know, we thought was, we were going to do all Johnny Cash songs. Yeah. And we were, you never learned any Johnny Cash songs. Well, you know, no way's perfect. <clears throat> well, and, but it was kind of one of those compromises where it was like, well, Adam's apparently not going to sing and you're not going to learn Johnny Cash song. Well, that's fine. We can just play the songs, you know. Yeah. And I and, didn't, it, nothing against Johnny Cash. I, you know, I don't know why I didn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just more into George Jones at the time, I guess. Well, and that's fine. And you were just like, hey, well, how about this song? And you're like, and we were just like, okay, well, if you know how to play a song, Let's just roll with that. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. We did, I don't know, maybe like six, seven shows. Yeah, we did. I mean, it was my first, it was my first bar gig. Uh, that was talk like a four hour gig. Talk about trial by fire. Yeah. In, the, in Aquaca, Illinois. Yeah. At the pub. At the pub. Yeah. I had a farmers doing cocaine in the back. I mean, <laughs> it was, uh, it was my first time dealing with all kinds of situations like, yeah, like hecklers mic- and, oh yeah you know a microphone that shocks you we had to go to the grocery store next door to buy socks oh baby socks yeah because yeah. the wiring was so terrible in the building and uh that woman that came up and wanted to i was trying to sing desperado and she just was like in my face screaming at me about how she wanted to sing a song or something it was like I, I just didn't know like now i know how to handle that yeah. but it was uh she was like, I remember she, she as as she was getting hauled out of the bar. She's like, "You guys, you guys are the reason that Aquaca sucks." I'm like, "Really? <laughs> We're the reason Aquaca sucks?" <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. My favorite part of that show was at the end of the night, and because we played at the pub twice, inevitably it always ends up with a fight at the end of the night. And there was a big knockdown, dragout brawl out in the middle of the street I after the after the show. I do not recall this. I remember somebody. There was a big fight going on, and somebody threw a glass out into the street oh as the sheriff was driving by, <laughs> and it hit the sheriff's car, <laughs> and he stopped, looked, and then just kept driving. Oh, my gosh. How did Didn't I Didn't even not... stop. I mean, he just slowed down and looked at everything and just kept going. Oh, my gosh. It was a good time. You know, Connor, Aquaca is the um, town where my mom grew up. Okay. And uh, more beer is consumed in Oquawka, Illinois. Per capita? In the summer than the rest of Henderson County all year. Oh. I mean, it's a it's your classic river town. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you and you, of course, you have people going to Oquawka to drink. Well, when are we going there? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if there's a place to play, and there probably still is that bar across from the guy. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a cool town. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get into the uh, philosophical historical not philosophical historical mm-hmm. reasons why river towns are that way and that's yeah. a conversation i'd love oh, to have sometime that would be amazing yeah we need to get you and my dad talking about that man it's goes goes way back yeah, yeah. way back to steamboats and yeah trappers and um so we started we started doing that and then um so i i had started um I had started college, you know, I think we, I think we both did kind of, you start doing dual credit classes. Yeah. And one thing you do when you're homeschool is you, I mean, you can do it anytime you do, but like you, if you're doing dual credit in high school, you have to have your high school facilitate bringing in college instructors and do, or you go to the college. And so, we, you know, I think I was 16 when I started going to the community college and taking their 100s, 101 classes. And I was getting high school credit, getting college credit. And I just did that for two years. And then I think I did it for a year. And then my mom was talking to the state of Illinois about like, so, you know, he's going back to college this year, you know, dual credit. And the state of Illinois was like, he has enough credits to graduate. 
he'll get more student aid if he graduates, just graduate him. So I was never a senior in high school. So I just went to college a year early. And then I remember my mom was on the phone and she was like walking in the living room and I was in the kitchen and she, she kind of like puts the phone against her jet, you know, like shoulder and is like, Hey, do you want to be graduated? I was like, yeah. She's like, okay, you're graduated. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, all right. Thanks. Thanks, Illinois. And then, um, so I had then, my mom then got a job at Monmouth College where like all of her family went. Fun fact, I played Monmouth College in, no. in college, yeah, soccer, yeah. Who won? Yeah. It actually, in Monmouth. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a nice what, town. Dude, what year would, it have been, would that have been? Um, 2017, 18 maybe. Oh, okay. So I was here. But my family was there. Yeah. Dude. It was, it was either my... <laughs> Jesus, that was loud. <laughs> Gone. You might have, you were think you might have peaked a scale there. That's all right. That's what it's, it's, for. it's not that bad. It's not, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Uh, I think it probably would have been like my junior year in college. Nice. So yeah, three-ish go, years go ago. Go Fighting Scots. I mean, go Mizzou. Or go, uh, go, go sports ball. Go BJs. Get the thing to the other thing. <laughs> nice. They were, so, they were quite good. Who, who won? I believe they did. They were quite good. Uh, I had I was, a I had a fine match though. Don't, good. don't I'm sure you played I will, admirably. I will say Monmouth is one of the uh, nicer towns I've been to in Illinois. It's a nice place. They have nice facilities. I remember going yeah. there and being like, "Well, well you are. You yeah. have you have a chair, Go, king of the castle." <laughs> they have, uh, yeah, they, they they do very well in football. And uh, Alex Tanny was actually a trick shot football, football, oh. and the other football, not oh. not your not your football. Americana. Yes, Americana football, and. Uh, so Alex Tanney was doing like trick shots where he like throws it, you know, over the stadium and into a garbage can. And we're like, we're all like, oh my gosh, he's going to be huge. And then he like huge. wasn't. And I felt really bad for him. But he almost hit me in the Shopco parking lot. I remember that. What did he hit you with? His truck. Oh, okay. <laughs> he he was he, throwing balls at you? Or? <laughs> no, he just like almost ran into me. Uh, Weirdo. So, but then, so I was, I was at Monmouth and I, I had, I had a foreign, I had to get a foreign language because I, that's one thing I didn't do in high school. Um, and so I started taking Latin. That started going well. I do, did um, like archaeology, started taking Greek. And then my Latin professor was like, all right, cool. So what grad school are you going to apply for? And I'm like, well, I was just going to work construction with my dad. I wasn't really like thinking about grad school. And he's like, right. So what grad school are you going to apply for? And I'm like, I'm not that good. And he was like, it's cool. You got this really cool paper. So I did a research paper on construction methods in Rome, like Roman building techniques. It was, it was very fast. I still have it. If you want to read 80 pages of, you know, concrete mixing. Um, but he basically said, Mizzou is willing to accept a student without high school experience, just with like the 101s. They'll get your languages up and running. But I think they'll, they'll like your paper. So submit the paper. They'll let you in with the pro- proviso that like you get up to scratch quick. So gr- grad schools, if, if I heard that correct, they, they don't like homeschool kids. Is that is that like? Uh, I'm sorry. No. So if you do grad grad work uh-huh. in the classical languages, Greek and Latin, oh, okay. they want you to have high school experience. They want you have, to have been doing it since high school. Oh. So Monmouth High School does Latin, um, but there's only like. Only a few that still do Greek. I think my professor Sinkowitz, his he said his high school was one of the last ones that still did Greek in high school. Um, so it's really hard to do Greek in high school. Um, more high schools are starting to offer it though. So I basically had not had any, you know, 
except like black metal album titles. And then, um, so I, I came here for a semester and I, it was just kind of like a last minute, like here as in Mizzou, as in, yeah, we're, you know, we're in Columbia, Missouri. Um, so it was like la- pretty last minute, like, Ooh, I got accepted to grad school for classical languages. Uh, I guess I'm moving to Missouri and Becky had just moved to Monmouth and I was like, Hey babe, you want to move to Missouri? And we're kind of square. So it was like, we weren't living together. So it was like, I know you just got an apartment. (laughs) So you want to go get another apartment in this town where I'm going to go to college? Bless her heart. She's great. Um, she, I mean, also if you just talk about the fact that I was living in literally living in a barn, Mm-hmm. when we met like woke up with snow on you yes i was i know i had a, a a deer hide as a blanket which isn't a very effective blanket like it was very warm but i would wake up and there was like cracks in the barn wall and i would wake up with snow on me and then i would be at college and i would be like looking in the mirror and i'd be like oh there's a deer here in my beard let me get that out okay um and i remember going one day and i had gotten a deer like the day before and i had like forgot to change my pants and i was like in class, and I'm like, oh, there's deer blood on my pants. I probably should have changed my pants. Yeah. Um, a- anyway, I'm sorry. That was kind of... I, no, it's all right. I, it's I got a- on a rabbit trail there. A deer trail. Yeah. Um. So then... Oh, boing. I dropped out pretty quick. I was not good. I was not proficient enough in the classical languages, and it was like, okay, I need to get out. So I dropped out, stayed here, because there's country music. My dad was going elk hunting, and he was like... He stopped by on his way to Colorado. So he was on an air mattress in my kitchen floor and we were, and I was sitting in a chair and it was pitch dark and we were just talking and he's like, so where do you want to be in five years? That was always like the thing my family asks, you know, to kind of like, where, where would you like to be in five years? Like not, where are you going now? But like, if you could just pick, where would you go? And I'd be like, well, I'd be playing music full time. That's, you know, and he's like, well, why aren't you working towards that? And I was like, Applying. But, uh, so, you know, and then I started getting my grades back and everything. And I was was getting like solid B's, which in grad school is like, no, you need, you know, you need to be getting A's. So I was like, okay, I need. Tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I I pretty much just stopped and, you know, I pulled out and I was going to like, well, I need to either take a year off and really get, you know, get my languages in order or play music and I started playing at Nash Vegas and uh, never looked back. I met Tanner and we started working on the Comancheros and uh, kind of. Yeah, I was, uh, I had at some point was fulfilling my, uh, to that point in my life, lifelong dream of driving a truck. And I was enjoying it a lot. Uh, But I remember Michael would uh, call me almost every morning there for a while. We were talking every day. and I don't remember that. I'm sorry. That's all right. I don't remember when I met you. So <laughs> we, uh, I, I'd be, I would have already made it to the Quad Cities, made my first load. And on the way back, you were, you would have been heading to work or something. Mm, yeah, I, remember, I was doing framing at the time, I think. Okay. Yeah. Because you were always talking about complaining about traffic and i was just trying to like imagine what you're saying anyway and you're like yeah i'm in chicago come on tell me about (laughs) it and i'm like wow there's another car on the road (laughs) 
<laughs> danger, danger. <laughs> hey man, I grew up I grew up in a town born in Monmouth, grew up in a town of three hundred and fifty people. So I would drive my lawnmower down Main Street and not see a, a single car. Yeah. All right, water boy. <laughs> Bobby Boucher. <laughs> so you were telling me, I remember the, you telling me about you wanted to, you were going to start this band. You'd met this guy named Tanner. He's a real sweet guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, I remember you telling me about his, he has the most amazing hair. And I was like, Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I have nice hair. So. Does he use Pantene? <laughs> or some tail. Yeah. I was using Pantene at the time. Not anymore. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Not anymore. All Sebastian Drench now. Moving on up. Anyway, Whoa. we got. Um, yeah. So you were saying you want to start this band. Mm-hmm. I don't remember at what point I got the formal invitation. Yeah. I, well, I remember that I was outside of Palin. Oh, I was walking around. And because we, Tanner was talking, he was like, well, we need more people. You know, we need, we need another guitar player. And Tanner really didn't want to be the singer. Mm-hmm. You know, I just like, my life is dealing with guys who are great singers who don't want to be singers. And I'm just like, just sing. Because I want to be a singer more than anything else. I want to be Mick Jagger. And I can't sing at all. And so I'm just Well, like, I mean, you're getting better. But yeah, thanks. But, um, so... You, I remember calling you and saying, mm-hmm. like, hey, we're starting a Southern rock band. It's going to be real Skinnerd influence. And it was kind of the same thing. Like, he'll sing some, you sing some mm-hmm. kind of deal. And uh, I, I do remember I was going through Muscatine when you asked me. I was like, uh, I remember because it's, Muscatine is like seven stoplights in a row. And I've oh. got an 18 speed oh, in my semi. And I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, man, Motorhead. Merle Haggard sounds good to me. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. So you start driving down, like what, how far is it from? Uh, it's about three to Kirksville. Uh, yeah. yeah. First time we had practice was in Kirksville. Yeah. And that's uh, about two and a half hours, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, it's about, and then it's two hours from here to there. Mm-hmm. So it was, I remember though it being like, this is meant to be. Yeah. We, I mean, it was like right off, right off the bat, we, we got in that. We got in the basement there at Tanner's parents. And there's like a stuffed bobcat, like 18 deer heads, and just I remember Tanner saying, uh, "What tuning are you in?" I'm like, "Well, I'm in full step down right now." And he just like, Bow! just like, okay, just tuned his guitar down, and he just started in to give me three steps, mm-hmm. and I played the other part, and it was Tanner was one of those guys where like. I met him. Oh, we, I met him at Casey's. Yeah, we, at we met station. at Casey's. Yeah. yeah. And to get beer. Uh huh. In the morning. That's right. I had to wait until nine to get our beer. <laughs> and uh, it was just like, I like, oh, Tanner, okay. Yeah, you're, I just had known him forever. So uh, it went great, though. It yeah. just hit it off right off the bat. Yeah, it was great. And I remember his mom like coming down and just being like, you guys already sound great. Yeah. I was like, hey, I mean, we probably did. Thanks, mom. I mean, we were just playing. I, did you guys have any did originals at that time? Yeah, I think because we had we had worked for probably about six months, and we knew that we we were like, well, it's going to take time to get some people, so we're going to go ahead and just write and record an acoustic EP, mm-hmm. and we so we put out the Four Horsemen, but that wasn't which, out yet. I'm not sure because I I recorded some guitar for yeah that's right yeah and I feel like I had already been down to practice before then so 
So, but we wanted to have that out, so we had something out, which turned out to be actually kind of a real, uh, not a good thing, because then everybody thought we were an acoustic band. We yeah. Like, no, it's, it's, yeah. So, the bad branding, marketing decision, but it was really fun. I still really like that AB. Then we had John White uh, on bass. Mm-hmm. And we did two shows. Yeah, that first that that first weekend, weekend we did uh, the bridge mm-hmm. here in here in Columbia yeah. it was at the, at the time, and uh, Wong Daddies in Kirksville. Yep, and uh, yeah, and then John White quit that after that second show, <laughs> and uh, then we're like, all right. So we asked Josh Hickam, who worked at Palin, and then you guys played one show together, right? Yeah, that fall, I, yeah. Because I, I mean, I was working seventy hours a week, Oof. and I just it was really far to drive to find time. Because I, you know, owned a house back home, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of other responsibilities. And I, mean, I came down to practice a few more times in Columbia, and then we had um, we did the um, the first EP. Mm-hmm. And, um, what was that? And then I played at the, uh, the Beaver Dam. Yeah, we did Lake of the Ozarks. Mm-hmm. And then that was the last show I played. Yeah. That and was also, I... like, one of the worst shows we've <laughs> yeah, ever done. So sucked. much went wrong. Yeah. I think, uh. Blew the, blew the PA head up. Yeah. And, um. I broke, like, I broke two strings tanner broke string nothing was staying tuned it was wet we we're supposed to be outside yeah it, it was, was like during bike week it was going to be amazing yeah and it just rained so everything was awful and, but our, i do remember josh hickam freaking yeah. flew to the rescue we had the backup amp one of tanner's that, yeah because he was playing through his uh fender uh deville yeah so he had the supersonic right the yeah or is it a is it a Vibrolux or? It's supersonic. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's an amplifier. And uh, Josh Hickam took a quarter inch and an XLR and he cut them and like spliced them together. We we're like, all right, we're going to take a real real short break. And Josh like surgic, like just opened up the wires, hooked them together and made a, an XLR to quarter inch so that Tanner could plug the vocals in through the backup amp, which he's like set on a chair. <laughs> And so then it was just like, all right, we got bass, we got guitar, we got guitar, we got drums, and now we got the vocals coming out of this little amplifier, which, I mean, it worked, you know, and it let us finish the gig so we could, like, still get paid. It was, it, he really came through clutch on that one. Yeah, it was good. So, yeah. And then uh, and then you decided just, to Yeah, I just us. had I just had a lot of responsibilities at the time, I know, and uh, I had to step away, and that was really hard to do but uh in hindsight it worked out it it did work out and then uh so then kind of fill in what what happened in between the time that i because there was kind of a big i don't feel like a lot actually happened Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of a lot of nash vegas yeah yeah we played in nash vegas quite a lot and we were tanner and i were both on the house band call sheet so you know Friday, Saturday, you know, both of us or one of us, you know, one of us one night, both of us the other night, we might be there playing and, you know, and that's a, a four-hour gig, no breaks, you, you know, mm-hmm. you drink according so that you don't have to pee and you could be playing with... Ironic. Right now. <laughs> Sorry. No. Um, I have to be. 
Well, it's, you, know, <clears throat> so you, you get up and you play, and, and it, it might be Conrad, and he, you know, so it's he's the owner, and you know all the songs he's going to play, or most of them, and uh, some, you know, somebody like somebody else might walk in, and he's like, here, and he hands the guitar to them, and then they start playing. And you don't know the songs they're doing, so you just have to kind of pull out your church high school. I'm just going to play along and make it work and figure it out, and it's a really good experience, you know. Like, and, uh, I don't think you can possibly put a value no. on that experience no. like it's yeah unbelievable it, and i it, remember i do remember talking to you um about you you were always just talking about nash vegas and how amazing it was and yeah it was a great place I mean, I mean it's actually like the first place i saw live music i think in columbia other than actually held it upon played there a couple of times um like on our tour and i'd be like hey guys i'm gonna move here and like Six months. I, and I, the whole thing was very ironic because I'd always been obsessed with Missouri. Yeah. Because my, my mom's side of the family is from northern Missouri. And I... Uh, you always called it the promised land. It, it, well, if you ask the Mormons, that's what it is. But I'm just saying, they, yeah, know Lamona. they know a thing or two. Um, Lamona's in Iowa. Anyway, they... So, yeah, and then I was like, Michael basically got to do my dream of moving to the promised land and playing music. <laughs> um, so yeah, you guys were playing at Nash a lot mm-hmm. and, and uh, Brad had was working. How'd that work out? So well, we had, I, so like the whole time machine thing happened though before that. I remember the demo. You sent me a time machine. You sent it through a text. Yeah. And I, I remember I sent you Saturday night and time machine. We wrote both of those the same night. Mm-hmm. And um, I sent you both of them, and I was really into Saturday Night, mm-hmm. and thought, you know, I was like, well, that's really unique. Time Machine's pretty cool, but it's, I mean, it's kind of standard. And uh, it was just like really surprised me how like you have terrible judgment. Time Machine. <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm like really weird when, when it comes to like which song are we gonna is it gonna be the single? I'm like, I I don't know. Don't ask me. Um, and when we're making cuts to the next album, I'm gonna bring that up. <laughs> please, please. Um, but uh, so yeah, then we when we really felt like we had to go to Nashville and record them because we're like we we need to have a single that's just who wouldn't I mean yeah that's how you're supposed to do it right and so we went down to House of David and uh, it was a really weird experience mm-hmm. um, so I've been told Mike was a really cool guy um, but the recordings just was did not turn out. It, it was not like for you, you go pay for, you know, like, all right, let's, let's make it sound really good. And the guy was just like, yeah, we're gonna make you sound like a rock band. And I'm like, well, we drove to Nashville because we're trying to be a country yeah. band. You know, like we're trying to. That was it. a weird thing that happened with us a lot. Uh-huh. I say us at that point, that was, it was just you guys. But I feel like the band in general, we were, we've always rode that line, you know, of doing both. You know, are we a country yeah. band that plays rock? Are we a rock band that plays country? Um, now we're just a heavy Western band. But there was always, like, I remember with um, the first EP, you know, it was yeah. like, is it a, yeah. are they rock song? You know, it, was, it, it never really worked out in the recordings. And that heavy Western is a great album. Uh, it just didn't, I don't think it's, in hindsight, it wasn't the sound. Yeah. But, but I mean, that's how actually it worked out because good songs. the studio ended up closing after we, we did four songs, or, yeah, we've, how many songs do we do there? Uh, four? four. Yeah, yeah so Jesse four James, Comanche Com- Brave. Um, okay, you're talking I Start Oh, that Trains. one. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So, I mean, you know, so that uh, the I Start Trains EP came out, and that was just, um, you know, you were on that. Mm-hmm. And then, but we recorded the four songs in Nashville, 
we put out the music video for Time Machine. And then we got Brad. Oh yeah. Okay. So the um that music video. Yeah. And you came down to help. Yeah. And so my uh significant other at the time had just R U N N O F T like a week prior. Ooh. Connor's thinking about it. I see the wheels turning. Oh, you got it. All right. And uh so I came down and just to help out with the music video. And, and I remember we talked to like five in the morning. Well, I talked. You fell asleep. I'm sorry. But I, I was needed really to talk. Tired. That's fine. I, I got sick after that. No sleep out in the cold all day. Yeah, it was cold. It was really cold. If you see that, if you see that uh, music video now, yeah, just know no, how friggin' gosh. icy it was. Yeah. Uh, but we, so your your whole like the whole the whole Lloyd like, Lloyd thing was just on a whim. Yeah, just like that night before. Like, oh wait. Yeah. We were really flying by the seat of our pants. Yeah. Some and, things never change. <laughs> and Jay did a wonderful Jay, job. Talk about a professional. Mm. Yeah. Tag. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, uh, so. so yeah, I came, so I came down for that one uh, to help out with the music video. Um, Brad wasn't in the band yet, but I came down um, a few weeks later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was... Was what what uh, what came first? Was it the uh, Shags birthday party or was it um, Wheeler Walker? I do not remember. Okay, so one of those I came down for. I remember I got off work uh, late, got my mom's Audi, drove like ninety mile an hour oh. to get here, and uh, ran inside, got behind the merch booth, and. Uh, that would have been Shags then. Okay. Because I ran. Okay. Merch yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you were the stand in the corner there. I remember for the other one. I uh, got got behind the merch booth and Tanner's uh, mom and dad came up and said hi. And Tanner's mom just like out of the blue said, "So what's going on? How you been? How you doing? Are you gonna move here?" And I just like it hit me like a like a truck. I was like, "Uh, maybe." I don't know. I, I and that's when the kind of the first time it dawned on me. Like, well, why not? When are you going to cross the River Jordan? Yeah, to bank to the Promised Land. That's right. So, um, then the next one of the next shows I came to was one of Brad's first shows and Hickam's last. Which where was that, that was at? that was Game that? Six in St. Louis. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so then. Tumbleweed. Was yeah. it Tumbleweed? Great time. Yeah. And um, then, okay, so after Tumbleweed, game six, Hickam's last gig. Yeah. Hickam is no longer in the band. Um, I come, I decide I'm going to move. And like, I didn't move under any move down here thinking I was going to be in the band. Mm-hmm. I remember you had that phone call with me. Yeah. And I was so relieved oh. that you brought that up. Yeah, it was the elephant in the room. It's like, you're moving here. We might be losing a guy. But we got another guy lined up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Know. And he had uh, filled in. Kyle had filled in before on guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Uh, Slade. Yes, indeed. He is quite the musician. Yes. So, yeah, I... I I wasn't, I didn't know what I was moving for. I was just ready for a change and I knew I wanted to be around music and there was music going on here. So, um, 
I did, uh, yeah. So what? Then Kyle was playing bass, mm-hmm. Brad on guitar. Um, you were slaying the merch table. I, well, I was doing better than I was with the hill die upon anyway. Well, you know, you stayed at the table long enough to sell something. That helps. Yeah. That, I mean, you know. And there was actually people that wanted to buy things. And there was people that wanted to buy things. <laughs> we had the heavy Western hats were out at that point. And, you know, I, I got to say that was, um, I had come up with the phrase heavy and Western. But again, my poor judgment, I was like, I don't know. And Tanner was like, that's it. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. And then uh, he's like, we need to put it on a hat. And I'm like, whatever and it's like that hat is the the only thing we've made money off of this entire time yeah and so it's a good hat yeah so where can you get those hats michael if you go to the common chair i'm sorry www.thecommonchairos.com there's a little merch button you can click there you can order the hats there you can also go to http forward slash colon www.heavyandwesternclothing.com you can buy them there as well. Or you can just head over and see Connor at the merch table. Or you can go to see Connor at the merch table. Boing! <laughs> Sorry, was that the right answer to that question? Sure. <laughs> I mean, uh, it always really irritates me when people say www.... Like what? Are you using AOL? Wait. Bitch ass. <laughs> also, uh, if you come see me at the merch table, we got a special promotion going on right now. If you buy a hat and a bandana, it's only $30. Wink, wink. Whoa. Wink, wink. Wait. Don't think about it. Just buy. Smells like sulfur in here. <laughs> it's a good deal. Yeah. So then um, Kyle decided that he had, you know, um, he had a, he had a lot of uh, cool think, opportunities pull up. and you know, I think he, you said it best once when he was like, Kyle is just, his curse is that he is good at everything he does. Yeah. And... He he had to uh, he had other stuff he needed to do. So. Yeah, yeah. He he's that guy that just has like forty opportunities, and he's he's you know normally the rest of us make these decisions on like well I have two opportunities and I'm only good at one of them, so um, he's like actually has multiple skill sets. You know, he is actually like I, I worked with Kyle in his C and C shop for the first year that I lived here. And I've seen Kyle. I've spent a lot of time with Kyle. Yeah. And I have seen him sometimes, like the way his brain works, he is actually like a genius. Like I've just, I've never been around somebody with like an engineering brain like that. It's, yeah, it's scary. Sometimes it's it's amazing. The things that he comes up with. And just like, I've been sitting here uh, thinking about this problem today. So I had to rebuild my machine and you're like, wait, what? Yep. I don't even know how to use this machine, and he's like rebuilding it. So he, you know, when that when that time came, it was like fine. Did you, you know, see? You, did you see what he did to his uh, oh, the new the new pedal steel that he bought? Oh my gosh! How he made the pedals? No, he made all the pedals. So if anybody knows anything about uh, pedal steel guitar, it's quite the intricate instrument. Yeah, and he took like um, those little flip down door stoppers that you see in like public restrooms. Or like, you know, to keep yeah. the door open. Yeah. Took a bunch of those and put them on a channel and connected, like, just made his own. I mean, it's... I remember him talking about using the door stoppers for something. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he actually, like, yeah. got that. I saw out. him at Menards the other day and he was getting a... More door stoppers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he had other stuff to do, so... Wow. 
Yeah. Well, it worked out really well because I remember that like we had kind of had this feeling that that might be coming, mm-hmm. and uh, and then we were kind of talking about 2019's coming up, and no, it was like 2019 was finishing up. It had been real busy. Then we were planning 2020 is going to be great, real busy. <gasps> LOL. And uh, yeah. then you know, so I think it was like right at New Year's. Wasn't New Year's like your first gig? Um. Or yeah, right there about after, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it was just like instantly like ah this yeah. is meant to be and i've kind of been like you said i think we'd all kind of saw it coming a little bit kyle hadn't specific because i hadn't been over at kyle's shop for a few weeks so i i hadn't talked to kyle about it but i had at that point already played a show or two mm-hmm. playing bass yeah when kyle wasn't able to make it so it just kind of seemed i think almost instinctively i had started practicing bass mm-hmm. at that point and uh, I wish we could have had more time to talk about like the difference between bass and guitar because that was a huge mm. eye opener for me. Yeah, I mean, really, just like I guess the Reader's Digest version. The strings are bigger. What? <laughs> Aren't they? Or is it the other way around? Uh, yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it was not. I knew it wasn't going to be as easy as I thought it would be because everybody's, you know, the four strings, you know, you're playing one note at a time. Yeah. But, uh, but to make it really good. It's, yeah, it's a completely different animal. I mean, I think the, uh, I played a few shows and they were, you know, pretty messy because it was four hours of material that I had to learn yeah. like that. And I hadn't, um, I was trying to do a million things at once. I was trying to remember songs, trying to learn a new instrument, trying to look cool, trying to not... You don't have to look, try. Oh, well. Trying to not... Uh, I don't know. It was, uh, it was a lot. And I, I, I couldn't figure out how to make my bass sound like a bass. Like my amp just... I was using this old PV Mark IV. And it just like everything, it just sounded like a guitar. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, I'll use my fingers. No, no, it still sounds. It's okay. Yeah. If we channel a little to me, it's all right. Yeah, but it was. Uh... Oh, I, but I remember there was a few gigs uh, later that Tanner sat me down and was like, well, if there's anything I can help you with with this. And he just brought up the point that when. As a bass player, you have to be on the one. Like, I knew the idea of following the kick. Mm-hmm. That's pretty common knowledge, I feel like. But as a guitar player, we get so used to being uh, comfortable with being sloppy, because sometimes mm-hmm. sloppy sounds cool. Well, there's a lot of grace in your rhythm. Yeah. Like, you can delay. screw up guitar. I was telling one of my students yesterday, you can screw up guitar all night long, and nobody gives a shit. But, uh, man, if you fuck up on bass, it's like nobody notices you on bass until you fuck up and then everybody's... <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's, it, there's something weird about the way our ears perceive it, too, because doesn't it just make, usually make the guitars sound wrong? Yeah, I mean, it's just everything. Sound, you yeah. it usually can't tell what it is that's wrong, You're but like, still everybody looks at me. Mm-hmm. You're just like, ew. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, but Tanner's saying like, yeah, you got to be on the one. I'm like, oh. And that was it. It's all good from there. Whoa. Yeah. So. It's mind blown. Yeah. It's uh, 
also gave me the opportunity to buy more guitars. So I was pretty excited about that. So you mean basses or bass guitar? Oh, yeah, okay. I... Yeah, it's Sorry. like calling a motor. It's like calling a a motorhome a an uh, a bus. It's like, what do you do in the commentary house? I play guitar. Oh, cool. You know, so you guitar. play bass. Because they're like, oh yeah, where's the guitar player? I want to talk to him. <laughs> where's that good-looking merch guy? Yeah. Hey, ladies. <laughs> you know, he's not so bad. Ladies, I I gotta say, if you're looking for, <laughs> okay. if you're looking for a guy in a band, the merch guy's a really good, really good uh, option because uh, he's usually got it more together. Just uh, just, yeah, you know, sometimes. Well, yeah, but then 2020 happened and that was exciting, but we had a really good start. To, I mean, the first three months were really busy. Man, way better than, I don't want to say way better than we deserve, but uh, way different than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. For but, sure. But, I mean, not to toot our own horn here, but we've, we have been very lucky. Dude, if I could toot my own horn, it'd be great. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? Uh, you tell me. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Okay. But we you know, went to Echo Mountain, recorded like we own the night. You know, so oh, this yeah. video was you know a lot of fun, and we did uh, played North Carolina, <laughs> played Texas a couple of times. Um, you know, so we had we lost two months when you know the whole lockdown thing started happening. But then, <laughs> like June, the first weekend in June, we got a show because the place were starting to open back up, limited mm -hmm. capacity and stuff. And then we played every single weekend, or at least. You know, not without seven days until from June until November. You know, we and we'd started, we'd already started practicing every day. We do, you know, 7 a.m. Monday through Friday, we get 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Every morning we practice. Mm -hmm. We run or we uh, lift weights or know, drink beer or drink beer or all of the above, depending on the day. And uh, it's, uh, you know, so it was, we, we had made a lot of progress just kind of like trying to like really not waste the time. And then the gig started up and it was like we played. Every weekend from May or June till the middle of November before we still had like any, any weekends off. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean. Right in time for hunting season, which was really nice. Yeah. I mean, it was intense. Like yeah. people just couldn't understand like, how, how are you guys playing? And it's like, we're just going, but thanks to you. I mean, did an amazing job getting all that put together. I mean, but they're, they're I mean, the, literally like everything but like two were incoming offers though that's that's the part the part oh. that was like well never wild. mind i mean we weren't like asking like hey guys can we come play it was like we were having people saying well, hey we're hungry for it they still are yeah but. and people wanted live music and i you know i think a lot of people didn't want to go out and play and and i mean i'm not not knocking you know we, we're just you gotta work people gotta work you know well yeah i mean we had our job, you know, so. a, a van payment coming and you know i know you know it's like i blowed it i blew the engine up I'm driving the hell out of that van. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, had to pay the van off. We had to pay the pay off the new engine that we had to put in the van. Drove a drove a hole right through the right through the cylinder wall. <laughs> yep, but we have a new engine now, so they've got warranty. Yep. <laughs> so we have a new van. Uh, we have new. We we added an engine, but we lost carpet. Yes. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting about that. Sorry, but you found know. out the air conditioner was. I'm oh, sorry. I want to talk about the van. It's all right. It's actually actually you know to say. I mean, unless you want me to talk about the van, I could talk about That's it. We'll talk about it in the boat episode. Brad, quit kicking the door. Um, <laughs> oh my God. But we're, I'm actually going to go... That boy. 
like in an hour. <laughs> After we're done here, I'm going to go to the bank and I'm going to pay it off. So righteous, you know, right on, man. 2020 has not been been a total loss. You know, we put out the music video for We on the Night. We put out Tool to Dying Now, the album. Um, We're, you know, we're going to pay off the van here in about an hour. And, uh, you know, we played 59 shows so far. And so we've been very, very lucky to still be plugging along. So thanks to everybody who had us come out and play, you know. I believe we've made the news a couple times. Yeah. Thanks to to you. That was only one one time. Yeah. Well. You know, you, you know, I, any I, any publicity is good good publicity, even if you're naked in a parking lot somewhere. Hell yeah! So that was hell uh, yeah. I, okay. Did you see uh, what? Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I <laughs> I mean, we got to tell the story now because I mean, it's like. <laughs> so, so we played in Tonkawa, Oklahoma, and then we got the offer, and it was a great show, real fun. And then we got the offer to go, you know, hang out um, with some gals, which was not as uh you know i feel like band going out to hang out with some girls um that was the i just made hot chocolate chocolate you wanted you really wanted some hot chocolate or some chalky milk yeah i I wanted some chalky milk and 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 nowhere nowhere had nuggies so yeah so we were also promised puppies yeah and there there were were puppies puppies. i remember that was great yeah um so i just um, do amphesies so uh they actually just melted down some chocolate bars and mixed it into some soy milk Mm -hmm. which was all all, it was actually it was it was like craft chocolate milk. Mm. It was actually really good. Basically, the party just uh, wasn't our scene. Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah. So, so we left about what five? Not quite. Okay. It's like three thirty or so. Uh, we just elected to move on down the line. It was pretty clear that we weren't going to get any sleep there, and we needed to get home the next day. So I tried to get everybody kind of rounded up. Um, made it so usually the the deal is we we try and find a quick trip quick tip god bless the quick trip god bless the quick tip man uh from the bottom of our hearts amen i find a quick tip or a truck stop or mm-hmm. somewhere well lit that is used to vagrants yeah that, that, that's sleep. okay with somebody stopping and just parking for six hours yeah so we found the first town we stopped in was right down the road and it was a, a Jiffy a Jiffy trip, which is just a bastardized, <laughs> some kind of redheaded stepchild of it's quick the, trip. It's and the great choice. It's the great choice. Yeah. And but, it, but it was not a good choice. It has choice. like the coldest LED lighting. Looks really nice on the outside. But anyway, mm-hmm. I quickly ascertained that this was not the kind of place where they'd be cool with a bunch of dudes sleeping in the parking lot. So I decided yeah. to move on down the line. And uh, made it to the next town. I was getting, I was getting pretty sleepy, and I just had to. We found another Jiffy trip, but this one had a this one had a big uh, a, a diesel island and truck, a little bit of truck parking. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well we, that's as good as anything. We didn't know the town though was like fifteen hundred people. Yeah. So so it basically we I pulled the van into a nice spot um, off to the side. And did my thing, rolled the window down, mm-hmm. boots out the window, mask over my eyes. It's one really good use for mask is... Uh, yeah, keep the corona out of your eyes. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, that was where my... Uh, if, I don't know if you, you want to add any... What, so then we what will, happened in between there? I don't recall. <laughs> well, so I think, you know, we can I'll look backwards. My lawyer. But 
So we, it, was, it was about five, I think, when we stopped to sleep then, because then we woke up at eight and there was a police officer mm. with like a paramedic van. Well, that, so like I did use the, the, like when the sun comes up in the summertime, I get warm. I'm like, oh, okay, time to go. Roll the window or, you know, put my boots on if they're not already on, start the van up and away we go. And I did just that. Uh, did kind of looked around to make sure everybody was in the van. Started the van up, and then I hear, "Oh, oh, oh hold up!" And I see a cop walking across the parking lot, and then <laughs> followed by the paramedics. Yeah, and uh, they were very polite. They were very nice, very concerned for our well-being. Yeah, and so what the what was the allegation? So they had been concerned <laughs> that we were not in a uh, a state of mortal health um, because they had apparently, one of the attendants had tried to wake us some of us up. And I kind of remember that. I kind of remember somebody like being at a safe distance uh-huh. away from me. Yeah. Like, hello, hello. And I'm just like, huh, uh-huh, bye. Yeah, so they had, I think, thought that we... Maybe, or maybe they, they wanted to use the are they okay as, a, as an excuse to get us out of there. But, that could be, too. Yeah. Um, but Who wouldn't? I mean, you know, but then uh, somebody might have been out on the ground with, with may or may not partial clothing r- removed. So, for people that don't know, sleeping in a van in the middle of, say, say August, in September, Oklahoma. in Oklahoma, it's quite toasty. Yeah. And when you've... Not just that, but stagnant. And, you, and when you've consumed about... 15 bush lights, give or take. And untold 15, shots of 15 questionable contents. You know, I mean, some, sometimes you need... You got to drain the main vein. You got to you take you gotta it You got to squirt the dirt, man. You just <laughs> evacuate the old bladder. That's right. And so... I haven't evacuated since the solstice. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, so I, I get up and, I mean, I can't find my mask and... I don't I can't find my boots and you know I'm just like I'm I'm not in a condition to go inside of this establishment. Yeah. Very wise. And that would have been would have had the cops called on us that much sooner. And so, and so I I go urinate if you will in in the woods. Speaking of that mic there. In in the woods. Uh-huh. There and weren't so, any woods. It was a dumpster, but all right. <laughs> we were in the middle of a town. It, it all seemed the same at the time. It was dark. And so I get back to the other side, kind of close to the door of the van, and I'm like, you know what? It's too hot in there. Yeah. And so I just, I sort of was like, man, I'm just going to rest here for a sec until I cool down, <laughs> and then I will get back in my bunk. Uh-huh. I never made it back in my bunk. I, I seem to have started resting my eyes Yeah. on, on, the, I think it was, on the concrete. Yeah, well, and I don't blame you for that. Like, Michael has slept on top of the trailer before at a rest stop. Mm-hmm. So but, I could stretch but, out. But then I was I was then awoken to a I think to it was a the pants thing that my sorry. pants were on. Okay, well whatever. Anyway, who's to say? Go ahead. They may have, that my belt may have been off. Okay. Who sleeps with a belt on? Yeah. I mean Witnesses disagree. As anyway. This. So I, I awake to a lady, you know, like <laughs> she's jamming. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like <laughs> And she's like, Sir, are you okay? And I'm like, Who are you going to put in? Too, too many twisted teas. And so and so I'm just like, yeah, I'm fine. I just, it's 
sleeping. Yeah. And so I, and so I get up and I'm like, ah, thanks. And I get, I get back in the van. Problem solved, right? Yeah. Oh, you actually talked to her? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't said, know that. What, what do you what think? What did you call the... I don't, that's what, that's what I'm saying. What, you think I just like went back to sleep? Well. I mean, I did, but like yeah. I got in the van. So the, so the cop is very concerned about her well-being and uh, immediately he says, uh, you know, we explain our situation. We're a band from Missouri and we're uh, just stop and rest our eyes for a minute. And he says, well, I smell, uh, I smell booze or I smell alcohol on you guys. And uh, fair enough. And Michael immediately goes into well, yes. uh, defense mode about um, how it's trying to explain that part of our show is that we spray beer everywhere yeah which had been excessive the night before i had actually absolutely like I, we'd all of us had at yeah. one point slipped and fell yeah because uh, there was actually a part where if you've never seen this part of our show and sometimes i will do a strip tease and mm-hmm. um, you know i was in my underwear uh Skivvies. performing entertainment for, for the peoples mm-hmm. and, and um, they were entertained they were very entertained and um you know for anybody concerned about corona you know the, the there was social distancing between uh, you know at that point i was like 15 feet away um i a lady actually did come up to me and just pour a beer over me while i happened to be laying on the ground so mm-hmm. there was like half a bush light on the ground in front of the stage and i was just laying in it we definitely like my hair was so i mean there was we smelled like booze yeah the, yeah. It, it, I'm sure it smelled way worse than it really was. And I'm sure we didn't smell... Yeah, because, like, so we're all covered in beer, and we've been in this hot-ass van For that... Like two days? Well, just all night. It's yeah. just... It, it's in there, like... We're in there uh, mildewing, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and so Michael tries to explain this situation, and he's like, well, I need to... Uh, the cop says, well, I need to uh, make sure everybody's okay and so let me let me paint you birmingham here (laughs) so i'm fully dressed but looking pretty you know i think i'm still in my underwear yeah michael was in his uh whatever you want to call it anyway they were like leopard print underwear uh brad was in his underwear completely ko'd just like with like in a, headphones in a, on yeah and like a roller dog induced coma uh <laughs> tanner at some point in the night had gotten bitten on the eye by a mosquito <laughs> so the cop so the cop said all right i need to do a head count and we can't wake brad up and michael freezes like brad wake up. so then he was the last one so we're oh. like so like brad tanner Connor, Connor, you you jump right up. Really appreciate it. Yeah, you, you were to- and you, you. I think you even said you were like, I'm drunk. <laughs> you're in the back of the van. It's fine. Yeah. So Connor, Tanner wakes up. <laughs> Tanner peeks his head up over the seat, and he he lo- <laughs> he's he's got like one eye is the size of a softball. Like, it was bad. I've never seen a bite look that bad. Like like he did look like Peter Boyle. <laughs> it was really bad. He looked awful. Yeah, but then we could not wake Brad up. And he's like, well, I need to, ch-. and the cop says, I need to check on that guy. He doesn't seem like he's waking up. And it's like, Michael's about ready to punch him right in the tip. <laughs> finally, finally, the cop comes around, opens the side door and Brad, Brad yeah. gets up. But so then the cop comes back around. And he says, well, I think you guys have been drinking. Uh, 
but I'm going to do a sobriety test on the driver and uh, then I'll let you guys get on your way. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I feel I was sober, but I was also had just been woken up several minutes ago. I mean, maybe I was. In cowboy sober. boots. And, and we, have, we have mentioned maybe just the, you know, not the best balance. Yeah, I'm not exactly. I'm kind of top heavy. Uh, I got these little chicken legs and, and the cowboy boots. Yeah, and so the, I did the sobriety test, and the and the cop even said he's like, "You can do it without your boots if you want." But I, I decided to do. Uh, you know that episode of King of the Hill where, um, what's his name goes to throw the football and he doesn't take his coat off, and Hanks really says like, "Well, he didn't even take his coat off." Yes. Yeah. He's like, "Well, I've been practicing with my coat on." I'm like, "Well, I'm." more used to wearing boots so i'm gonna do it with my boots on and i did okay except when it got to the part where i had to count and i skipped a few numbers homeschool yeah (laughs) that's why i did all my learning was done at home that's why i'm such a fool (laughs) so uh anyway he he kind of we got back in the van he kind of chuckled a little bit and he's like well i think you guys all been drinking but i think you're all right to go so let us go. And the other cop, after he figured out what situation was going, he thought it was, he looked like Dale Earnhardt. He was really cool. Yeah. He, he thought Number it was three. hilarious. So then, like, a few days later is when we got the, uh, somebody screenshot of the police report. Yeah. Uh, it was, you can find that somewhere. It said, uh, a band from Missouri was, uh, sleeping off the booze. But the guy wrong. did say, the officer did say, <laughs> God. and he quoted, <laughs> end quote. <laughs> the officer did say, he's like, hey, man, it's all right. He's like, you gave me something to do on a Sunday morning. And when I, I saw the original article before it was screenshotted, and I read up, and the, the call that came in before that call was a little old lady at church that had lost a pair of gloves. Oh. So, did I they think, find him? I don't know. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Update. <laughs> <laughs> we need to take that lady some gloves. So, uh, why was she wearing... It was... <laughs> it was like 100 degrees out. Well, if she was at church, they were probably like silk... Like oh, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Fashion or, or, you know, playing keep the, the Rona playing the bells. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, anyway, I think they were definitely excited to have something other than lost gloves to deal with. But, well, I don't even know how we got about this i don't know man how do we end up anywhere doing anything anyway so 2020 is happening pretty soon it's gonna be a good time 2020 well i assume that at new year's eve the 2021st no are we no. just gonna do over 2020 yeah just so, gonna try it again well, well it is inevitably the thing that will happen with 2020 the way it's going is that the clock will set back and we'll have to do the year over again not uh we don't get oh, to move on that we don't get to move on to the next year <laughs> until we've completed the the level <laughs> well what do we, we don't even know what the goal like we, there's no like quest log you can pull up to where where was the last checkpoint yeah where was my last auto save <laughs> was that was that that new year's show at the uh at the moose lodge in kirksville is that where i have to go back to maybe or i'm playing that squire Oh man! I don't know. I just start know. Over. I'm so thankful. Mandalorian is so good this year. Oh, that's yeah. Obi-Wan. We can all agree. We can all agree on that. Do we know when Obi Wan's coming out? 
No, but did you see all that stuff last night that I, I saw it going around everywhere where they put out all the like all the sequels that are all the spinoffs that are coming out? No. Now, I feel like I yeah pull that up. Uh, well, yeah, I forget. It has been confirmed that Hayden Christensen will return as Darth Vader. Yeah, this is true. Uh, I this is could be one of those things that like was fan made. But I feel like it was shared by a reputable source. And you remember that that cast list that came out for season two of Mando like earlier this year? Yeah. And we were always like, oh, there's no way. And like half of them were true, except for Hondo. Um, yep. There was like a, an Ahsoka spinoff. There was the Obi-Wan. Uh, there was one called... Um, that was just called Rogue Squadron. Oh, I dude. mean, there, it was stacked. So Disney posted, Disney in, posted it. Disney, yes. And oh, a, good lord! Ahsoka, the Obi Wan, um, a something called the Bad Batch. Oh, oh my god! Are you serious? Is that live action? Uh, okay. I believe this one is animated. Oh, I mean, that's still, all right. It's gonna be amazing, dude. Um, that is all the Star Wars that I see, but they also posted some uh some other interesting things yes do tell some uh, some marvel stuff oh, okay um dude i'm just i'm just telling you eventually they're gonna do a marvel star wars crossover oh i hope not It'd be like i'll go over as well as batman versus superman like a fart in church i'm just saying i'm sorry i we, forgot we have a batman fishing out over here well that's coming but I need to well, stay, uh, stay tuned. <laughs> we need to have an episode where I actually learn how to do this because this, uh, this, this rolling my own cigarette God, in you, here. This is awful. Dude, who does that? Dude. I got the papers. I got to burn them. Something, you know, it, it kind of smells really... like, smells like something like, it smells like my grandma's oven when something would like fall down, like a piece of potato would like fall down. <laughs> really? It, it tastes great. John, you know what it smells like? Huh? Ass. <laughs> Yeah. That's lost cause. Just burn it. I'm just going to burn it in the ash. Burn it all. Oh, my. You think Man. we've, you think wow, we've, look at, that, look at that sucker go. Yeah, now it burns. You now think we've lost trying. people yet? Huh? You think we've lost people yet? You think we're just talking to ourselves? I think we're That's right. all right. Oh, it's this, not that is bad. The, this is the Rogaine experience, man. It's not that bad. It's a good time. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I've, I've, I've already peed twice while I was sitting over here, so <laughs> I'm, I'm good to go. I got half a beer here. When's Tanner coming home? No. I w- Sunday? Maybe not at all. I don't know. Well, he did say that gal's coming home. To- no. Oh, I don't, know. Wait, I don't know. Wait, do I live here anymore? Am I getting kicked out? <laughs> yeah, I've got a guest room you can stay in. Okay. Sorry. Can I, uh, where's, where are my amps going to go? I'm just going to, uh-oh. <laughs> about that i'm just getting my second wind i don't know I, I, how what? yeah how long have we been going two hours and six minutes jesus mercy that's why I, I, I mary yeah. jesus and joseph all right well anyway uh comment uh i doubt if this one goes on youtube we'll see yeah you, you can even say if your comment is god you guys ramble mm-hmm. that's fine it still helps the algorithm so just say yeah. anything just say the most like uselessly mean thing you can to us. Please. That'd be fine. The Comancheros, the origin story. 
And let us know what you want to hear us talk about, because we're always looking for uh, stuff to ramble about. Yeah, let so. me know if you know how to roll a cigarette, and you could teach me, because mm-hmm. I cannot do it. <laughs> All right, so until next time, we got both kinds. Heavy, Heavy and, and Western. Western.